Talk Brunch. Served hot. That's kind of funny. Both birthdays are ladies on an episode this year. That's fantastic. Yeah, it figures that that will happen to me. I feel like I've landed on everything. I've had to run on a Christmas. I've had to do a ball dropping, a Halloween. I think I've done everything on here at this point, honestly. It's been almost a freaking Realistically, yeah. I think think every holiday that exists, I've landed on at one point. Holidays, birthdays, I've been on here on my wife's birthday, my birthday, your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking great. Yeah, no tapping on here. So, uh... I don't know. Let's get to something fun first. Want to get to something fun? There's some new. Oh, I always like fun. There's some new operatives in Rainbow Six Siege. This what is correct. Yeah. What? How strange is this one? Let's have a look here. So this is alternate attire for existing operatives. Is that what it is? Yes, this is alternate skins. I mean, it's cool and all. But at the same time, like, why? Can I get some of that Rainbow Six Siege money? I just can't help but ask why, right? Like, what are they doing? Who wouldn't want to punch through a wall with a hammer and then you see the Undertaker? I mean, yeah, I guess if you look at it that way. I don't know how I'd feel about if you see Becky Lynch. It'd be more like a high moment. You know, man, you know? it comes around, you gotta defuse your bomb. Like, Becky Lynch is defusing the bomb. <laughs> and the Undertaker shot you with a fucking face. <laughs> Like, that is a strange crossover. <laughs> right. Very weird crossover there. I mean, they look good. Uh, yeah, at I least have, they didn't just throw outfits on just anybody. It's like, no, it's people who look similar enough. I'm pretty sure. Is this free? Yeah, I believe he's free right now. Well, not the game. The, the Becky Lynch and The Undertaker. Oh, yeah, I would figure so. It'd be weird yeah. to charge for that. Wow. Really? You're saying that it would be weird for them to charge for that in today's world? <laughs> Look, I like to pretend I don't exist in that world, okay? <laughs> it would be, be weird if they charged us for cosmetics. Almost selfish. I, I, I like to still pretend I'm in the world of Fortnite where they change the whole freaking map and don't charge us a cent. Oh, but they make a fortune. Anyway. Yeah. Fortnite, when you really think about the brilliance of their uh, of of their whole empire over there, if you will, because even if just if you if everyone in the world just wanted one cool outfit, <laughs> it would still be a lot of money, and most people get a It'll bunch. You know, you only sell a sixty dollar game once. Three outfits is one sixty dollar game. 
So when you really look at that, that is that is an amazing business model to have that you have guaranteed. What would you rather have? Somebody pay you $60 once or somebody pay you $20 every time they they you you come up with like an outfit <laughs> that they like. It's like a dice roll. I would make outfits right now for anything. If 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 someone just if there was like a <laughs> if there was like a 1 in 20 chance that someone would buy one outfit. You, you know it, what I go, mean? Go. You go for it, you know? So imagine them. That's literally the odds that they're playing here. I don't want to make this about Fortnite, but it's just an amazing. The that's the reason why cosmetics. Whenever you see them for free, you're blown away. It's like, wait a minute, I don't have to pay for this. Well, let's see here. Let's find out exactly what's going on. Uh, they're going to be part of their own bundles. The Dead Man Bundle for Blackbeard includes the Undertaker Uniform Special Headgear, Operator Portrait, the Undertaker Championship Charm, as well as the Moonlight Brawl Background and the Tombstone Weapon Skin for the MK-17 CQB. The Man Uniform, which I'm guessing is the Becky Lynch one. It, take, it took me a minute to figure out what I'm reading there. The Headgear and Operator Portrait. Players can wear the WWE Championship Titles Charm. The I am the man background and equip the disarm her weapon skin for the UZK 50 GI. They're going to be available. Well, they are available now to buy separately from the in-game store for 2,160 Rainbow Six credits. Which, which I'm guessing is the traditional $21 that you would have to pay for a Fortnite skin. That number sounds... Whenever you go on Fortnite, it's like 2100 credits or so, right? Usually when you're going for... Yeah, yeah there, usually around yeah. 1800 1521 Usually bouncing around those ranges. And they're giving you 2160 R6 credits here. Or you could get them as a bundle for 40000 40080 Got people who got people when they stop playing the games the day it came out. I will get out of bed for forty thousand. I love the way Ringside ends their articles. I love the outros to their articles. No disrespect, <laughs> no disrespect to them, but you ever notice that the final sentence of every single article that they put out is always like something that's just an opinion, like an off, off obscure, obscure opinion. Every time. Every like, time. Like the final sentence is always, well, it certainly seems like interesting things are happening here. Or it certainly feels like there's a chance we haven't seen the last of this person. Or whatever. This, this one is just funny because I'm reading here. It's very likely fans will purchase these skins as soon as possible. <laughs> so what you're telling me is they're all Sam Roberts at that WrestleMania in New Orleans. Uh, that is the joke. The crowd action is on the way. Like I said, there might be the like, Jedi no mind trick. Shit. It is very, it is very likely you will purchase this as soon as possible. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's just such a strange. It's just such a strange ending to an article that's based on fact. Like the facts are the dead man bundle. The facts are the uniform headgear and operator outfit. And then the facts are that they're both available separately for twenty one hundred or forty hundred together. It it is very likely the fans will purchase this skin as soon as possible. <laughs> Just doesn't go up there and align with the rest of the facts. That's the kind of shit I have to deal with when I when I'm when I'm looking at the news, no matter where. And I'm not just trying to single them out. Everybody does it, but that's the kind of shit that I have to deal with when I'm going through the news. It's like just the, the way they word shit. It's it's just kind of funny. Anyone who's read their achievements knows what I mean. There's always they always pepper in. And I guess the whole purpose behind it, I don't want to make this about the dirt cheese, but guess what? I guess for a moment we are. I guess the whole purpose about behind it is 
you have so many different places. You have 411 Mania. You have e-wrestling news. You have ringside news. I know I'm forgetting. Sports so Kita. PW Insider. This isn't a secret anymore. But they all basically have the same general article being regurgitated. And I'm guessing from a writing standpoint, the whole purpose of adding in like a little bit of opinion at the end is so that like it at least stands out and doesn't look like you just copy and pasted the the, the, the same shit as everybody else. But if you ever look at the center, the, 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 the actual information that's being given since most of it comes from uh you know melser and those guys it's always the same general central paragraph and then like they just kind of put something at the end like it certainly will be interesting to see how these dlcs work or whatever you know what i mean like just there's something toward the end and the beginning the beginning also i can't believe we're going into this but the beginning will always have an opening (laughs) that doesn't need to be there but sets up the article (laughs) like for example it'll say something like Wrestling has been known to have lots of crossover with video games. Many shooters like Rainbow Six and Call of Duty fans all share the same passion for shooters as wrestling. Then in the middle, it'll be like the whole, uh, the online tactical shooter Rainbow Six. You see, like they put some in the top and the bottom, you know, like they, they put the bread on those cold cuts, you know, because <laughs> I guess the way that it works. I just always noticed that about the way articles are written, you know, at least in the, in the dirt sheet realm. You never noticed that? Come on. You read a lot of this shit. Oh, you yeah. Have to yeah, the it's like the dirt sheets have the same format as an episode of Power Rangers. Like, you know, the way it's in the beginning school, in the middle fighting parties, <laughs> at the end, giant robots. You know school, I mean? monster like, appearance, second school, yeah, asshole. Exactly. It's like the dirt sheets have that same, <laughs> it has that same format no matter what they, no matter what the story is that they're telling. <laughs> the format of it is always boom, boom, bang. Like, no matter what. You have to read that like a thousand times. I just love, though, that when it comes to dirt sheets, dirt sheets work kind of like just any regular like other social media sites like when um when the when the, the saudi by wwe stuff came out i literally saw a post one day somebody was like i ain't believe a shit till i hear sean ross sap that's the same thing as like when somebody dies and it's like i ain't believe a shit till tmz post it this <laughs> i love how when there's nothing going on though they'll make that the news though i'm kind of bearing the sheets and where you were reading them at the same time but you ever notice like it'll be like update on the Saudi Arabia WWE sale and you click into it and it'll be like there's been no more news on the WWE Saudi Arabia sale <laughs> and then they'll just give you like an update like it'll just be like an update on the things that that, that happened before oh my god King Quest in the chat once again what's up and I saw a cool out there Let's crack it. and the lurkers of course and everything I, just, <laughs> I find that funny that's what takes so long to be honest and don't get me wrong dirt sheets and stuff like that i'm not critical of them like like a lot of others i find there to be an extremely important use maybe not have becky lynch's rainbow six thing on the screen we're talking about this i find there to be a very important use to them but uh i just find it funny the formats that are used at times because i guess they have to keep you clicking if they're going to keep the bills paid but sometimes it's like literally uh it'll be about nothing you know, or it'll be like a dirt sheet that'll be about something that happened like a really, really long time ago. Just out of nowhere, they'll just bring up like an old story like we would do, except that it would be an article about it that's presented professionally for like no reason. You come across <laughs> them. Come on. You can't tell me you haven't come across like news that's not actually news. Oh, dude, all the time. Like it's not even something that happened now. Anyway. That'd be terrible. <laughs> So we got Ric Flair partying. 
And guess with and guess who with. You uh, you you wouldn't guess, but when you see who, it's like obvious that 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 that's who it would be. And I mean, besides Mike Tyson. Look at Charlie Sheen over there. That's some shit. <laughs> what an amazing little setup they got there, right? <laughs> right. You better keep that tiger blood off the table. You know that they get high as shit and they get laid. Man. Flair's not taking it easy, man. Even though after he got that that uh that second lease on life, which I'm sure is in his documentary, he I don't at least in my opinion, I don't find him hanging out with Charlie Sheen and Mike Tyson and opening up like a a weed dispensary signed that he's taking it easy at all. Oh not at all. I didn't think he was gonna take it easy though. This isn't me being like, I'm so surprised that that Ric Flair like I kind of think that he's just gonna party to death. However long, motherfucker popped the fiends down in full health and went right back into the fight. Like, all right, let's go. You know, they say when you're somebody like that, that you'll die if you stop. You know, maybe he has to just continue to be the wheeling dealing guy that he is. <laughs> Limo ride. What we don't realize is that life right now is just crank three and it's Ric Flair instead of Chev Chelios. That's kind of that's a good way to put it. Yeah, like it's like. It's like <laughs> I hate to say it, but maybe it's like old man crank. You know what I mean? Where like, <laughs> where like the thing isn't that somebody gave you something to fuck you up. Just that's how your life works. Like if you ever slow down now, it'll be the end. So never do. Oh, I mean, how many times do you see old people retire and then they die? Right? Okay. That's, that's what age could be. You get closer and closer to playing crank. That's one of the few movies where it's like I would have loved to have that be a game. Just it'd be yeah. fucking grand. Rick, and Ric Flair's body realized that. That's why he's always like, "Woo, woo!" As long as I keep going, "Woo!" I'll never stop. Woo, woo, woo. Motherfucker, got Doc calling. You gotta keep wooing, Rick. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure if we talk, talk to Nature about that, he'd confirm it. Maybe not in those exact words, but he would probably feel like you gotta keep going. <laughs> Your season is fucked up, way. but you know it's true. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Got to keep myself alive, you know. That's a good strategy, man. I'm gonna try that shit. Oh God! The whole point. You folks, run around Queens, you hear a woo. Just on the stage, trying to keep it going. The whole point, folks, is stay active, right? It's I mean, the moral not like, of this story. I mean, this is horrible that we're trying to give morals to a story that has Ric Flair hanging out with Charlie Sheen and Mike Tyson, high as shit. It does some shit. <laughs> Like the, there actually is not supposed to be any moral to this story. It just for some reason we decided that we needed to put one. I don't even know why. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this it no just lined up here. like that. It's just like no, there's no morals to the story at all. But hey, does there need to be morals to all stories? Not really. I'd hang out there without morals. <laughs> that would be the story. <laughs> But yeah, Charlie Sheen looks really high, more so than anybody here. See, like, see what 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 they all tell you is the room's not actually blue. Everybody's just that high. Yeah, right. Even the cameraman and lens, everything's just high. That motherfucker has a contact high from hell. 
I mean, if the room's blue, they don't see how red you look. You know, that was the strategy. Somebody walking there with a drug test, everybody failing. I guess those guys in the background are bodyguards because they act like it, right? It must be. Like, look at them. They look, well, not really that guy. But when you go across the other guy, he looks really like official. Like, this is official thug work. You know, watch him. See him over there? Then he looked like he's working for them. Like, he didn't feel as comfortable recording him as everybody else. That's how you know when you, when you, when you <laughs> yeah, got, he got him about the shot quick. Yeah, nature's happy, man. What a legend. Who wouldn't want to grow up and be Ric Flair even now? <laughs> right. It is amazing. Ah, oh, boy. What are we moving to next here? Oh, Dana White. Apparently. <laughs> it's weird. Are we just not going to ever be able to talk about Dana White without it causing like a pop or some sort of humor? Like it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the worst part about it is. You, there's a backstage region wide now, okay? Stop laughing, thinking about Dana White. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> save that I'll save that story for a little later. Don't let me forget. No, I won't, I won't. Oh my god. <laughs> so apparently you guys already know the story about Dana White's wife slapping him and then him slapping her back. Or oh, whatever we call it, the receipt. No I'm kidding. To be honest though, no one's wording the story that way. Ask you and I spoke. Not a soul. <laughs> Ask you and I spoke about that um, backstage when we were watching random stuff. It came up casually, but not trying to be misogynistic or nothing. But do you notice that like everyone's telling that story as Dana assaulted his wife? Like yeah, nobody's, nobody's including the part where she smacked him. Nobody's just saying what happened. She slapped him, and he slapped her back. Right. See, yeah, see, see, like, because a receipt doesn't make the story look as bad on Dana. Right. But, like, on the other hand, with the way things are reported nowadays, if it was a situation where he would have slapped her first and she would have slapped him back, that would have been still he slapped her first. You see what I mean? Like, yeah. just no matter what, I guess they place him in the wrong in that situation. So, which isn't necessary. I mean, that's an opinion, but the whole point being that it's causing them to relay the story in a biased way. You know what I mean? Regardless of how they feel, the information being presented isn't accurate to the events. Like, you know, and then even the dirt sheets, the way they put it, Dana White and his wife got physical with each other. But like, you don't really hear any reports talking about she slapped him. It's just a, just a bit of an <laughs> No, I, I haven't heard any. You know, his slap back just became the slap that happened, which, which to be fair, and I'm not even justifying it at all, but when you read the story um, without watching the video, I think it actually sounds worse than when you watch the video. <laughs> it does. You know it what I mean? So because, because me s- s- sitting here saying that he slapped her back 
Like if I even knowing what really happened, like in my imagination, I would see like a like the show, you know, like it like definitive, <laughs> like like that's how you guys visualize it. Unfortunately, and I'm not trying to make it a joke, but the reality is that that everything we've seen recently, including that show, has slapping that looks like slapping. This was in a room full of people where he kind of tried to swing at her, and there were like people already almost between them. We we played it on here, you know, and like yeah. They did hit each other, but I mean, nobody really hit each other. Like nobody got a flush shot. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put. It. Like nobody. Like the way the story sounded before I saw the video, I in my mind visualized it kind of like that show. Like I figured she got a clean shot and he clean shot at her fucking back, almost like if you'd watch like a Hollywood <laughs> movie. I was like, no way. And I watched it. And it was like that still sucks. However, it was like almost practically separated as it was happening. You know what I mean? But the way the media presents it, they try to make it really dramatic. Like the wording of things, it's not what's said, it's what's not said that leaves the rest to assumption that really makes it just sound like he slapped the shit out of her. <laughs> you know, it's just crazy. But it, it made, they made it sound like he slapped the father, the son, and the Holy Ghost out of his wife. And more importantly, the, just the fact that the story just should be told objectively and chronologically. She, They were in an argument. She reached out and was physical with him and he got physical back they were both wrong for numerous reasons uh, but anyway apparently the california senators want ufc's parent company endeavor to remove dana white as the ufc president i doubt that's going to happen i wouldn't even yes. Really, like, I just don't think that it's going to happen at all. I couldn't see it happening. Slap me and I'll slap you back digital underground, King Quest says. (laughs) How can she slap like this? (laughs) Yeah, but it just sounds like, like, there's better slaps if you want to really go on YouTube and watch it. If if that's your thing, like, don't look for the day. You don't understand, like, slap competitions is like my ray of sunshine on youtube i, I, I y'all want to see some shit okay i, I can like show it. y'all some shit i don't like it though i don't know why you would like that i hate that stuff it's the, i don't know what it is there's something <laughs> there's something about watching somebody slap the life out of another person's fucking i don't know why like but i mean it's like it, 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 no it's like it's like the lines in the gladiators from you for some reason yeah but the lines in the gladiators actually had the lines trying to eat the gladiators and the lions the gladiators trying to kill the lion not just sitting there seeing how hard the fucking lion could bite it you know now your turn i'll try to stab you you know like, like, yeah I'll, like, I'll never like i i've literally sat there and thought why is this so fucking entertaining me i don't know i don't like it <laughs> i'm not a fan i'm kind of disappointed in I, humanity I, I, I for just having thought, shit. i think it was um that guy uh Penguins on YouTube. I think I saw him react to one, and for some reason, his reaction got me hooked. I don't know why. Certain things you like him, and don't even know why you like him, huh? Anyway, according to a report by ESPN, uh, the details to the slap situation are never gonna, may never become public knowledge because there's Mexican laws about domestic violence. There was a spokesperson from Cabo San Lucas Police. And he basically said that domestic violence cases in Mexico are classified as, quote unquote, very private. And 
the investigations will only commence once the victim comes forward to file an assault report. So it's basically, he's basically saying it's on her to report. And in Mexico, that process isn't very easy. And the one thing that's not said in the story is it's weird how these things are placed that way because she never said, I never heard anyone say that she wanted to file anything. You know, you see what I mean? It's just strange how we went from that. There's so much stuff left out. Like, how do we go from domestic violence cases in Mexico being very private to how hard it's going to be for her to file, to file a report? We never even heard confirmation that she wanted to report. But you know why that was worded that way? Because by them emphasizing the victim's responsibility to file a report, it makes the overall story sound worse. Because if you read it, it will make you think she's trying to file it. I don't think that because of that little stuff. He himself in the interview that we played said that they're childhood friends. They grew up together. I don't think that that would be a fallout that would cause her to file a report. (laughs) Exactly. Weird. Oh, God. The news leaves a lot up to interpretation and too much up to speculation. I'm not just tell stuff how it is. It's not difficult. But anyway, he actually has a different explanation for why the. uh... (laughs) I'm sorry. I never read the name of it. I want to laugh. I just never read that it was actually called Power Slap League. Like, I never called it what it was. Like, I was <laughs> yeah, we, no, you didn't know. Like, we always, it was talked about Dana's slapping thing. I think this is the first time I actually acknowledged what it, what it is. But yeah, apparently, Dana White explains why Power Slap League was postponed. <laughs> what a <sighs> fucking name, man. Power Slap. That's not even the best one I've heard. I've heard one like Power Slap. I've heard well, this one in Russia that was called Stone Faces. Like, it's just... There's some shit out there. I haven't really thought about it, but we'll really start hitting it hard tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I feel good. I think, I think that uh, it's insanely entertaining, and I think people are going to like it. Has, has your involvement or your presence within the show itself, has that changed at all Mm-mm. after what happened? No, everything's the same. Everything's the same? Yeah. Okay. We pushed it back a week because I was supposed to come back and do like this whole media tour, which... Obviously, wasn't going to happen when I got back. So that was the reason for the delay yeah. in the media tour. Yeah. Okay. Was it ever in jeopardy, or jeopardy, or how close was it in jeopardy to not airing? What do you mean? Just not airing completely, like the TBS just di- didn't want to put it on anymore. Was that ever a possibility? No. I, I haven't really thought about. We'll, we'll really start hitting it hard. Tomorrow. Well, so you see what I mean? And people were saying that they were all worried about it going away. So that was another thing to try to make it sound terrible. Daniel was just like, shit wasn't going anywhere. You see how the media makes your, they, without really saying certain things, they make your interpretation of a story sound really different. Not necessarily better or worse, but just different than the actual story. Because if you read basically the bullet points that they give you, they're basically saying that Dana White slapped his wife in public because the other part wasn't worded. And that a lot of people were shocked and offended by this. And that as a result, um, they, you know, they want it's really hard for her to press to, to, to file a report in Mexico. And 
TBS wants to pull this because of it. You see how all of that information that's not really information made that shit sound crazy. Not that it's good, <laughs> but just but just that's and I'm 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 using this story as just an example so that you guys understand the formula of every story that comes out in the news. How it's not really what they say, but it's the way they say it and the order that they put the things in. Because they didn't really say anything wrong, but they didn't really say anything correctly to the situation yeah. either. You know? They left stuff, they left crucial stuff out. And I'm not trying to I'm not biased in any way because on the flip side of it, we talked about how TMZ did the opposite. They they tried to reinsert and reaffirm positive information that wasn't there. Like Dana, there was a lot of alcohol in this place, right? You might have been drinking and you know like you see, I don't I'm not I'm not being a spokesperson per, for the reaffirmation of negative or positive information. My point is that the news needs to just report the news without adding either side. Don't try to make it sound better on his side by saying, well, you know, there was a lot of... He didn't say there was a lot of alcohol. In the interview, they said, Dana, there was a lot of alcohol there, right? So we could say, you know... And then the same thing, they're kind of doing the opposite. No, she was here. on the sauce. Like, she started getting bold, Dana. Just give us the facts. Just the bullet points so we could form our own opinions. Cut that shit out. Stop it right now. Yeah, cut it out, please. What else do we do? I'm trying. I have a lot of stuff, but I'm just trying to pick like a specific order here. Oh, Lacey Evans. Who? No, I'm kidding. This is her with a fan, apparently. Oh, American Lord. hero and the hottest woman's wrestler, Lacey Evans, just had a baby. Look how good looking she is. You ever died before? No, no, man. <laughs> Uh, let me go back for a minute. Hero and the hottest woman's wrestler, Lacey Evans, just had a baby. Look how good looking she is. You ever died before? No, no, ma'am. Sorry, I apologize. American hero. The bitch in his eyes immediately. Wait, did he? Did she say that you ever? Have you ever died before? He said yes. He 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 got too close, and she goes, "Have you ever died before?" Whoa. I didn't realize that's Yo, what she that's said the first time <laughs> She said, have you ever died before? That motherfucker backed up so quick, too. It's like, wait a minute, bitch. What, what do you said. mean, have I ever died before? And the hottest woman's wrestler, Lacey Evans, just had a baby. Look how good looking she is. You ever died before? No. Yeah, watch her eyes the second he says the hottest woman's wrestler. And the hottest woman's wrestler, Lacey Evans, just had a baby. <laughs> Whoa. You can see the moment she's just like, wait a fucking minute. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. See, it's back to those weird ass fans. Like, bro, what the fuck? Like, Dude, I hate to say it, but this is the reason why I feel like sex in today's society is like so important. Because these, this is what, these are the fucking... <laughs> mongrels of society that spawn <laughs> out of the fucking asshole of the earth when they don't at least get laid. Look, okay, some of y'all out here, y'all gotta take it for the team so we can prevent this kind of shit, okay? Like, this is the reason why, I hate to say it, but there's two kinds of fans, and this is for wrestling, this is for games, this is for everything, and that's fans that get laid and fans that don't, and the ones that don't are almost a fucking subculture, man. I'm not trying to be a dick about it, but they act like that. Like, well, you could tell when guys haven't known a fucking woman because they act weird, dude, and that is just fucking weird, you know? Like, he, he has oh a weird... It's just a, you could tell that he doesn't know. Like you could tell there's a there's a virgin right there, 
doesn't even like you that. swap that guy out for somebody who gets pussy. That's a we won't we were not we're not replaying this clip. Like it is really important, and I <laughs> kind of feel like, and I'm being serious, even though our topics are all just ironically funny. I'm being serious in the fact that today's society trivializes the importance of sexuality to the point that we've created like fucking human muppets out there that don't even know how to what to do with a pussy in their mouth. You know what I mean? And it's and Good it's like Lord. that's where we get these kind of weird guys from, which is just like sad. There was a I'm sure you guys all heard the story about that one cop that uh that one female <sighs> cop that basically had like a lot of sex. We'll just leave it at that. Oh my god, dude, I can't stop laughing at that fucking story. The the one that had like she basically her and a bunch of other cops were were banging and ganging all over the Six, place. Six to be precise. Yeah. And hey look. To each his own, whatever. They didn't hurt anybody. And it creates great into it creates great into Nobody with a spot at least. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, like I've seen a few articles in New York recently about like rookie cops banging in the cop cars and banging in the bathroom of the precinct. <sighs> and in all of these situations, I just can't help but notice that the moment that they found out that these cops were having sex, whatever their preferences, the gangbangs, the threesomes, or whatever they were doing, they were immediately let go. There wasn't no fucking seven-month investigation. There wasn't no desk job. They were just insta-gone because they were having sex and getting laid and everything. I don't think you should do that on the job. Probably not the best idea. If you get caught, I mean, hey, that's on you. That being said, these guys were insta caught insta fired insta done i just can't help but notice and no one's talking about this that on the other hand a cop could literally shoot the wrong person or beat someone to death and there'll still be like an investigation that'll last like sometimes years like they've literally suffocated men in the streets on the sidewalk like you know what i mean they've shot the wrong people they've been and and like there have been videos you we've seen videos of police that have beat people almost to death that you can clearly watch the video and there's like a long investigation and sometimes they just get death duty or they keep their pensions or whatever they they walk these cops fucked around and basically lost their entire livelihood immediately like they they dealt them like if it was the 1800 they 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 almost it was like a tear above hanging them right there judge jury execution done so it's just funny to me that uh and again just an observation not an opinion one way or another but i just find it funny how there's an emphasis in our culture on how bad it is to be sexual and on the other hand violence is perfect you know what i mean because violence we got to look into even though you killed people and i'm looking at it here and like i said this is what happens when you have sexually depraved lonely weird ass human beings like this good lord too scared to even learn how to talk to a girl because Gillette told him he was a piece of shit if he tries. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he doesn't even have the practice to be normal. He's just awkward. You know, still my favorite part of this video is just watching Lacey's eyes the moment she just thinks, oh, fuck. That bitch said, have you ever died before? And the bitch in him came out immediately. 
Stacy Evans just had a baby. Look how good looking she is. You ever died before? No, no, ma'am. Sorry. <laughs> See, you could tell, and I know, and I know that there are gonna be people who are gonna say that you can tell that this person has some sort of a spectrum or they're on the spectrum. Which is a possibility, but hey, I thought that we prepare for that kind of shit. Don't we have systems for that kind of stuff? Like that's it's oh our it's our responsibility to teach people like that how to fucking act. The spectrum's not a pass to just be weird. Spectrum's not a pass for you to just <laughs> So what? Should he be allowed to diddle Lacey Evans because he's on a fucking spectrum? You know? Where's the fucking line? I don't give a fuck what spectrum he's on at the end of the day. Like it's offensive. He's in her personal space. And at the and we, we have our responsibilities oh as God. a as a country to teach people their fucking boundaries. You don't get to grip her like a bowling ball because you're on a spectrum, motherfucker. Yeah, I don't give a shit about your spectrum in this case. Fuck your spectrum. You know? The only spectrum <laughs> I give about is better have fast internet. <laughs> you know? And again, I have nothing against people that have, that have conditions, but I'm just saying that's not a fucking pass, man. You can't just go up to somebody and do whatever you want and then you have half the internet defending well you could tell that guy was special that is not that is not on her that is not on her man I don't care then where the hell is the person in charge of him <laughs> you mean tell me he just roams willy nilly like what the fuck King Quest said if only she had a ready to die t-shirt oh my god you know what I mean it's kind of like that we can't do that with everybody I'm sorry, but that's just not how the world works. I mean, people might have told you that life... We live in a society that's trying so hard to make life as fair as possible, and it was designed not to be. That's the problem. He's on a spectrum, or there's something different or off about him, he doesn't have something. That's quite fucking unfortunate. You know, it would be no different than if he was born with, like, one arm. It sucks, but we can't make mechanical arms yet. This isn't fucking Star Wars. I'm sorry. (sighs) You could complain about not being able to hit a shore you can in Street Fighter, but there's nothing that I could do to help you. <laughs> it's just the point is that sometimes people use their deficiencies, deformities, their instabilities as an excuse as to why it is that they're allowed to be awkward around people. And he can't help it. Maybe he doesn't know. I know maybe he doesn't know. Well, now he knows. You know what I mean? Now he knows. Because I know a lot of people get on Lacey Evans whenever she shows her tough side. You know, it's like, oh, he he didn't know. How was he supposed to know? Like that. That's how he learned. He was fucking taught right there. You just watched the learning process and are complaining about it. How was he supposed to know that he got too far? Like that. The moment she asked him, is he ready to die? Like (laughs) She educated that man. She made it very clear. You get too close, I will end you. There was no harm done here. She didn't actually physically hurt him. But people always say, well, how is he supposed to know? That's how you learn. <laughs> you know? He learned. Look you at learn that. You the... to pet the cat when the cat bites the fuck out of you. That's Yo. what you learn. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait. Let's go here for a minute. No, no. You see? see? That's, he just that's, the, right there. that's the face of an educated man. He knows now. <laughs> You see that? That's knowledge entering his brain. You guys are watching something fucking beautiful here and you're not acknowledging it for what it is. You are watching knowledge enter the soul of a human being. And a hint of terror. Yeah. He's now up to speed. 
he has this been will informed. never be an issue again. He has not the experience for once. He dialed four on one and got his information. Good. <laughs> Good. I don't want to hear. Well, he didn't know. We don't know what kind of condition. I don't give a shit. Villainize me all you want. I don't give a shit what thing he had. I don't give a fuck if he had all the things. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous. Okay, if he had bonus things. Yeah, it's like he learned. I love the look on his face there. That is the look of a man that now knows. Look at him. Look at him learning. And that was the boy he peed. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him learning. <laughs> we going to hell for this. <laughs> oh, going to hell. Look at him learning. This is a beautiful thing. Oh, he doesn't know better. Now he does. <laughs> that not knowing better shit was a past tense. Because now he knows. And, <laughs> he so, knows and, and so does the entire internet. Thanks to him streaming that shit live. So he it was a double lesson. Because now he might be more skeptical about being live all the time. Stacy said more people need to take the New York City trains and bus. You'll learn fast. <laughs> yeah, you get educated real fast. But you see, this is this is a man that didn't know. And, and now, now he does. <laughs> this will never be an issue again. You know? Neither, you, thing, neither thing will be an issue. Young man. Because it's annoying when people walk around live streaming, so neither thing will be an issue now. Because now he knows if you're live streaming, you might immortal you might immortalize something about yourself that you wish wasn't live. <laughs> you might maybe tape that shit for later. Tape it and upload it, motherfucker. See what happens when you're live? Oh god. Yeah, like Quest said, he learned oh. that if you fuck around, you will find out. Oh god. Look at that. That is beautiful right there. I didn't know that this was was that uh good. I think this is gonna be <laughs> funny. Oh my god. Oh the women of WWE and in wrestling in general are way tougher and tolerate way less shit than the last gen no disrespect to the last gen but the current rosters don't give a fuck like if you mess with them on here on twitter on anything they're gonna they're gonna basically give you a serving like think about how many times we've seen like like someone like Rhea ripley or soraya make someone delete their whole thread so what you're saying is this guy is probably sticky yeah, remember when Soraya told that one girl you look sticky and made her delete her whole shit? Or what about that time that oh, Rhea Ripley, that, that one guy complained about Rhea Ripley's hair and she was like, motherfucker style, bull motherfucker telling me how to style my hair because he doesn't have any of <laughs> And then he was gone. <laughs> and then he was gone. <laughs> but, but, women wrestlers today have body counts, okay? <laughs> you know, I see them I see them body Twitter accounts in one clap back though. That's the worst part about it. Like usually it'll be like a back. It's just like wow, you got rid of the whole him. This is so beautiful. <laughs> That's just like watching a vampire get dusted in Buffy. You know, it's just like he's gone, gone. <laughs> Motherfucker getting cell juniored all over the place. It's like I couldn't believe it. I told you I'd never forget you. Poof. Yeah, you could dust people's whole fucking accounts nowadays. I think oh, that's the wild west of the internet. Don't mess with wrestlers. They know how to handle it. He got off good. He's lucky. He's gonna be forever creepy. We can meme this. 
You know, if you guys want, we can capture this. As a matter There's of fact, so I'm much this. ammo. Yeah, for let's just do it right shot. now. It's already done. I'm gonna capture this, and this will be different memes. If you guys can oh think of, meme of, of memes for this, hold on. Let's let's make sure we oh. grab this. When you heard Dana White slapped his wife. when you heard she slapped him first and then he slapped back when you heard starfield's gonna be delayed again when you when you saw power slap for the first time (laughs) oh my god oh good lord david Coolest when simping goes wrong. Simping ain't simping ain't easy, man. Simping ain't simping ain't easy, man. Oh, there you go. There's a phrase when simping goes wrong. Oh my god. When you realize season six, the lad is a lad over guy. It is, man. That's it. They're they're done. Farewell to Cobra Kai. Isn't that crazy? We're gonna have to have just a little the other day. Yeah, one more season and they are out. At least we know. <sighs> like they said, they can end it on their terms. When you see John Jones get a title shot when he's been when he's been ducking the champ. <laughs> oh my god, don't even get me started on him. Yeah, I noticed they just let him back. Right? Motherfucker ain't fought in three years, but just jumps the fucking line. Like, no, no. Oh, man, there is some crazy shit in this program. <laughs> I'm going to switch us over to uh, one of the weeklies first so that we can balance this out properly. Right. So do we want to do Dynamite or SmackDown? We're only going to do a couple of weeklies this week. Smackdown Live. Smackdown it is. Episode 1221 of Smackdown. Came to us from Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> from the rest of the Green Bay, Wisconsin. Intercontinental title match. Gunther defending against Braun Strowman. Yeah, what is it with every time fucking Gunther gets the championship in WWE? You guys send like all the horses, all the king's men, and like three people, three extra people to take it off him. Look, Braun, Braun Strowman's pants aren't red. Isn't that wonderful? It's glorious. Yeah, that's what I was most worried about. I was like, is this guy going to always wear red pants from now on? Like, Christmas is over. (laughs) Right. I don't even think it was Christmas related. You know, he just had red pants. He showed him red pants. Mm -hmm. I I keep hearing that. That motherfucker was in control of your narrative and said, I got to dress as bright as possible. I've heard rumors that they're going to give Gunther Brock. That'd be huge for him. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. I think that we're far from that. Yeah, I don't know if he's ready for Brock yet. But apparently he's ready for Braun because I know he goes over here. So maybe they are. Maybe they're preparing him. 
But we're going to give you a bunch of guys who Brock's already fucked up. <laughs> it's possible, man. I mean, who else is Brock going to fight? He can't keep giving him the same people. You know what I mean? It would be new, I mean, for Brock to go up, go, go up with Gunther. Yeah, and Gunther looks way better than he was as Walter in NXT, you know? Like he's in and it'd be an, shit, it'd know? be an intriguing matchup too. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Because not too many times you see Brock fight somebody who can hit him just as hard as Brock. <laughs> I'm the only one here. That's it. There's no Usos. There's no solo. Just me. My sentiments exactly. Last week, what the tribal chief said to me he said, "Wise man, you're wrong." What kind of love? Would I be showing for not an honorary ooze, but a full-fledged member of the island of relevancy? The tribal chief wants you to do this all by yourself. Can you do me a favor, Paul? Name it. Recall Roman? Text him. He made the right call. I will solve this problem tonight. That's why he's in awe of you. It's not a prediction, Paul. It's a spoiler. Huh? Look at that. They're leaving Sammy to handle business on his own. Big boy pants. Hold on. The, my favorite, my favorite is Ray's opening. Holidays are very exciting and special to me. No shit, huh? <laughs> like the holidays. <laughs> Your holidays are very exciting. <laughs> so every night is fight night. <laughs> Oh, the 12th day of Christmas, we whooped that. My son Dominic tried to ruin things once again. Like he's a thug. Like he's some hardened criminal. Me rompe el corazón. As a father, that breaks my heart. I know exactly what I need to do to get right back on track. Winning the Royal Rumble match. This is the lingering darkness in Rey Mysterio's New World Order. Oh, you stupid. I don't know how you manage to peel your old broken ass out of bed every single day. For your son, Dominic. His father's a real-life superhero. He goes out there and wins the big one. At the end of the day, who do you hate more? Dominic for not growing up to be just like you. A good for Mysterio. The truck's apparently on his side too. They turned it red for them. I mean, I respect the feelings, <laughs> but wanting to enter the Royal Rumble number one? Actually, the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. You don't have a chance. I wouldn't go that far. <sighs> I mean, don't get me wrong. You definitely have a fighting spirit to take on 29 other women. I mean, for what it's worth, I just think someone of your size would have a better chance to succeed. Do you see this line right over here? <gasps> Let's have a match tonight. Yes, toyarta. You're on. Oh, how can she slap? Right? This isn't even the slap contest yet. This isn't even power slapping. <laughs> Save it for the slap contest. And now for our monthly Zaylee appearance. They really gave up on Zaylee, huh? She's just gonna be a jobber. They would start. <laughs> they tried a few gimmicks and they said, you know what? We found a perfect gimmick for you. Jobber. Oh, we'll have a target on her back now. Nice throw. Tonight. Oh. A 
Raquel after slapping her across the face. Wizard from Tegan Knox for the win. Like we got Tegan Knox back now. We don't give a shit about this. This one matters. You. We want the Viking Raiders and we want them tonight, right? I hear you, big fella, but those lunatics can wait. I understand where you're coming from, you're frustrated, but you to understand. I'm already over this. Next week, I'm starting a tag team tournament where the winners will face the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Champion. There you go! Now you're speaking our language, you know what I mean? All right, all right, we've got ourselves half a solution. What about the Viking Raiders? You guys are in the tournament. You have the Viking Raiders. Perfect! <laughs> banner! After banner! After banner! After banner! Yeah, now let's talk about Bray Wyatt's banger. Sometimes we forget who we are. <laughs> All of a sudden, it comes back to me that I am the eater of worlds. I am Bray Wyatt. L.A. night, when the lights go out, run. Look, they gave him his old, his old thing there, which is cool. Yeah, basically reverting back to the old him. Yeah, it only took what a whole season. Are you happy about all of this? You happy about what you're making me do tonight? I couldn't just stay on Raw. And I, I was on Raw. I was on Raw. The Bloodline came to Raw every week, running their mouth. That's it. I, did I ask for this match tonight? Roman Reigns. He's the one putting you in these situations. I'm not being used, Kevin. How many times you got to see Roman hug me in the middle of the ring? And I am proud to handle that business tonight. Good for you. Yeah, good for me. Yeah, I love so much about that. What's that? Sammy sounds like a guy who all his friends know his girl cheating on him, but he's just like, no, don't you see what we have is special? <laughs> and all your homies sitting there like, bro, she fucking, no! <laughs> yeah, and he's like, besides, the other guys on the force have wives. Oh, my God. Winter. You were successful earlier tonight in retaining your title against Braun Strowman. Gunther, he set an example of what it means to be a true champion. Today is a glorious day, and the honor of this great title, I've beaten Braun Strowman. But now it's time to capitalize on that and go on to the Royal Rumble, to the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, you just were the first slap con contestant on SmackDown. It should be called Slapdown. That's why we need a, a spin-off Slapdown. Friday Night Slapdown. Yeah. I'm glad that Liv uh, has found a crazy gimmick, even though she doesn't really win anymore. She lives, she learns, and she still loses. Fans turn on that poor baby so fast. They were like, we want her to be champions so she was a champion. I'm bored. Yeah, they decided she's just going to be hardcore. Ronda beat her so bad, which is weird because Ronda didn't really have anything hardcore about her. Ronda's existence is hardcore. Love that move. 
ahead of the Women's Royal Rumble match. I don't even know why I came in here. Because you're unreasonable. I can't even speak to you. I want a rematch against Charlotte Flair. I just can't give you a rematch. You lost. It's not how it works, Sonya. All Charlotte did was exactly what you did. How unreasonable you're being with me. What, mulling through 29 other women to get back to Charlotte where I already am? Yeah. Yeah. To find a way to make that rematch official. And then she finds a way. How to go straight to the source. I love that she came on the back from like that. Jesus. <laughs> that was her stay relevant dive. Everybody else is inconvenient. This is my only chance at a title shot. Like, why is this bitch to few? Like, what the fuck? Because she forced herself into it. You can this force yourself out. <laughs> this match is so good because these guys are both so good that it's a damn shame I, that the storyline, the DQ, no contest comes into play here because this was so good. Like, these two cannot have a bad match. Like, I, like there's no words. I just loved it. Right. <laughs> it's Sammy Dane versus Kevin Owens. That's all that needs to be said. Yeah, I've been watching it since Ring of Honor. Love it more and more every time. But they really let them go ham here, you know? I'm, I love that the regular, like, I don't want to say regular people, but SmackDown and Raw people get to watch Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn to see, like, the way they're wrestling is, you know? So it won't be crazy if either one of them ever becomes a contender for the title. You can clearly see that they're capable, you know? Like, this is a WrestleMania main event for a world championship one day. It's going to happen. Yeah, for a while, they weren't using Sami Zayn the way that they needed to but now they are as far as the wrestling goes and a bloodline coming and do it which sucks because it looked like Sammy was going to win they kind of yeah, Sammy doesn't too often chance. get the edge up against Owens they the ones And actually, that move, another tribute to Umaga. Look at that, they the ones. It's so funny to have Sammy there. He works out better, like I said before. He works out better than Owen Hart did in the nation. Oh, easily. Remember Owen Hart in the nation? That was pretty crazy. Enough is enough. It's time for a change. Woo. Yeah, that was the angry one. They put, they put caution. <laughs> He covered himself in caution tape instead of wearing the regular pink and black. He was God, like, I'll never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when they got Jason Sensation to imitate him? <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> if anybody I don't like knows, remember that existed. Okay? If anybody knows what The Rock is cooking, it's me. Look at how damn big my nose is. Oh, my God. Oh, SmackDown did 2,182,000 viewers. 
643,000 of those, according to the Fast Nationals, were in the 18 to 49 demographic. I mean, they did pretty much just as good as they always do. Right. Another day in the neighborhood for SmackDown. Another day in the neighborhood. All right. We had some interesting stuff happen. I never thought I'd say it, and George is going to hate the fact that he missed this. But we had some stuff happen on Impact. Right? Which means the apocalypse is coming. Interesting stuff happened on Impact. No. (laughs) Yeah, what was this event called? Hard to Kill, right? Yeah, this is uh, one of their semi-newer annual events. Yeah, we're going to go over all of the matches on Hard to Kill. I'm kidding. Fuck no, we're not. But there are a few. There's some clips of stuff. A couple of highlight moments there. Yeah, this is the first one. This is a return clip. An Impact original. Going to talk about this after the clip. And I won the X Division title. I fought for the world title, and I did all of that as a guest in this house. And I went back where I was, and I was surrounded by strangers I thought were my friends, and something just didn't seem right. I learned a long time ago that in this life and in this business, if you do not stand up for yourself, Nobody else will. And I learned that I hate complacency. Very recently, I had a decision to make, and that was, do I sit idly by, keep my mouth shut, and be complacent? Or do I bet on myself and walk away? Well, you guys don't have to wait long for the answer because I'm here to tell you that earlier today, I signed a long-term contract with Impact Wrestling. is Frankie Kazarian is back. (laughs) 
I want to leave you guys with this. One of my all-time favorite songs is by a band called ACDC. And that song is called It's a Long Way to the Top If You Want to Rock and Roll. And that song means a lot to me. It sums up my career. And it's fitting because I am back. I want to rock and roll. I will rise to the top. Impact Wrestling, Frankie Kazarian is back home. Kazarian returns to Impact. Yeah, one of the originals when it came to the X Division. Give me a sec. All right. I'm trying to get some of the information up in regards to his contract situation. I wasn't sure if you knew about it. I hadn't heard any details, no. Because he was still under AEW contract, but he asked them to go. Like, he didn't want to stay there. Right? He didn't sound like he was happy there at all. You know? Yeah, he was not feeling the vibes. No, not at all. It's a damn shame. But, I mean, it says he is signed. He said that, uh, let me see here. Yeah, basically, he asked them not to renew him. I guess they were going to have the ability to renew him. And uh, he didn't want to. Yeah, not like he had a lot going on there recently anyway. So. Nope, not at all. They said that he did business the right way and he'd be welcome back anytime going forward. But he's with Impact. Yeah, good to know he didn't burn any bridges or anything on the way out. Yeah. I'm trying to find out, though, because, like, give me a sec here. I felt like there was more information about exactly what happened. Yeah, because he spoke to people in WWE also. Um, But they didn't, he didn't say that they gave him an offer or anything. And, yes, they had money to come to Atlanta Quest. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, apparently it, it's a shame that there are people who just aren't happy in uh, AEW, like that are asking to come, like he asked to come back to freaking Impact. You know what I mean? It's like even with the attachments and the ties he has to there, like how bad is it when you're just like, I want to go back to Impact? Very bad, you know. It's like, good lord. He wasn't being pushed. He he basically said that he didn't enjoy the fact that they weren't giving him a push. And I mean, he didn't say it. In yeah, once once SCU split, but, it was like nothing. Yeah, they hired too many people, and now they don't have the TV time for the amount of people that they have. So you ultimately wind up with a. 
were people who are unhappy, more unhappy people than happy. Yeah. Yeah, so what do you think? I mean, for Impact, that's definitely cool to have a name like Frankie Kazarian back. Like I said, that's a guy who was like there when they even before they first uh, popped up on Spike TV. I know he's a multi-time SWN champion, former tag team champion. Um, I know in this recent stint he came back, he even challenged for the world title for the first time. So definitely good for them to have a little bit of star power back. Just sucks that I mean things didn't work out for SCU better in AEW, but hey, this is life. Things happen like that. They don't know how to book in that company, honestly. They don't. But either way, Frankie Kazarian. Welcome back to Impact. You had that. Oh my god, I forgot you have that. Oh man. <sighs> well, I guess we should watch Impact Wrestling then. Is that what nah. we were told? <laughs> no. Think I'm good. That's the only person <laughs> I know on the roster. Can we think of like a couple of other names like me? Well, there's definitely a new person who showed up there. I'm going to let you see this one. Santino, basically, he's the new GM there. What do you think of that? Yo, did you ever think today you'd see Santino get a Road Warrior pop anywhere? No. And yes, in Impact Standards, that's a Road Warrior pop because I heard the crowd. I've never liked him for a moment. (laughs) Oh, God. 
As a matter of fact, the main time I can tolerate him is when he's in the ring because I don't have to hear his promos. He, he's just going to be the authority figure. They're going to get more Santino than in any other company. And whenever they cut backstage, there he's going to be. Well, hey, at least it's the one where the least amount of people are watching. So. For now, but I mean, that Frankie Kazarian, that might change the numbers around. Uh, yeah, they might get 11,000. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, apparently he is the new director of authority. So much happening over at Impact at this hard to kill pay per view. Yeah. And we even wind up with a new knockout champion, right? Why not? That's your son, and that's the headset you get him? You couldn't even afford no Turtle Beach or nothing? No, I'm kidding. I, 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 you think she fucking afford Turtle Beach? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know that's to protect his ears. <laughs> you work in Impact, you get Afterglow on a good day. All right. Yeah, Jordan Grace lost the title. Yep. And we're back to Mickey James. It's like she's been something retired. Changed, something stays the same. Is she in the Hall of Fame? No, right? Eh? No. She should be. You would think, right? But then again, Impact's Hall of Fame so ass backwards with the order they put people in. I mean, hey. No, not fucking Impact. I'm in a WWE. I don't... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> the WWE Hall of Fame. I don't give a fuck about Impact's Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know? She's like one of the greatest female wrestlers ever. You know? I don't really acknowledge that enough. They treated her like shit on the last run. Oh, you mean when she was Alexa Bliss's punching the bag the whole time? Like, yeah, no, she it. was Alexa Bliss's bully monkey. That's what she was. Yeah, no. But uh, I guess that's why she came back here. Everybody's leaving companies where they don't get pushed. It makes the most sense. Tara wearing a Mickey James shirt, kind of weird. You know, I know they're friends IRL, but they were enemies most of the time in the ring. I don't remember many Mickey James Tara fucking tag matches. No, no. (laughs) You know, they practically killed each other. I think of that as more of a feud than her and Trish, as a matter of fact. This fucking current tear was a blood feud. Yeah, they hated each other. Okay. We're not talk about Rampage, but we are going to talk about that bump on Rampage. Oh. It's a long drop. No, no. 
Willow, Willow, Willow. You almost killed that baby Willow. How does she fuck up that badly, though, man? You know, I know exactly how she fucked up that badly. So, we're going to go back in time. Once upon a time, when Bubba Ray Dudley powerbomb Mae Young out the ramp. You know what Bubba didn't do, Rick? Bump. Bubba didn't start on one end of the ramp and then walk her blind to the fucking other. Like, she can't see shit until Anna J hits the ground. If she starts on the end of the ramp where the table is, she's cool. Because then she doesn't have to gauge distance. All she has to do is just drop. I get the dramatic effect and all, but when it is a power bomb and you are going blind, no. Like, it's such a simple adjustment that you could make and not almost shatter this poor girl's table, poor girl's uh, tailbone. See, I got to go a little bit further back. Maybe not as far back as you went, but I got to go far back, too, because I have a few questions here. Who was Anna J before AEW? Like, who was she? Oh, God, I don't even know. What company did she wrestle for? Because I don't remember seeing her. Yeah, I don't remember seeing, I don't remember seeing her before, um, before AEW. Okay. That's Nyla Rose, right? No, it's Willow Nightingale. Oh, that's Willow Nightingale? Yeah, that's the girl from ROH. Oh, I can't tell with the, with the crotch in the face. <laughs> Nyla probably wouldn't have fucked that up. <laughs> but then again, Nyla wouldn't have walked her from one end to the other. So. But what the fuck? Who, Willow was in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah, but the whole thing is, what makes this a spot that these two would do? Bubba Ray putting Mae Young through a table at the time made sense. You know what I mean? Because of the fact that that's who Bubba Ray was and that's what he did and it's something that they were known for was tables. It goes back decades into ECW and shit. You know what I mean? These girls haven't even been wrestling long enough for this to be a bump to take on fucking Rampage of all things. You know? On the B show, really? None of them have, like, a hardcore background is the point I'm making. Like, no one here has a hardcore background. So what the hell are you doing doing a Well, well like Anna Jay's been in a few street fights in AEW before. So yeah, she's in AEW. In AEW. Yeah, but it's like, that's more than Willow, where the teacher hasn't done anything like this. I don't think any, no one here is experienced enough to be doing this kind of shit. You know, she could have killed her. She could have fucking yeah. killed her. Like, yeah, no more Will Nightingale power bombs. No, no. Like, that, that, that was like when Bubba power bombed Dixie Carter in TNA, and poor Dixie got her back broken because it's like, cause she completely missed the table. This was a little worse, though. She's lucky she's not dead. And you're right, it was Will. fucking Anna, the gangster, she is finished the match. Yeah, I heard she's fine. Yeah, she's good. She's okay. 
I believe in miracles. She's probably had to sit with a donut for the next couple of days, but no, she's fine. No injuries, nothing. Yeah, it would be her back and the back of her head that was more in danger than any part of her ass. <laughs> like, if that would have been a little bit off, she could have died. Would have snapped the back of her fucking head right there. There's nothing stopping it. It's like such a sloppy spot. And all the AEW marks when they said shit. Mm-mm, they sure wouldn't have. They would have been like, but what about how shitty Roman's Tyler? No, shut up. So it's funny how yeah, I'm so glad I kept thinking about it. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall. I started laughing at the Dana White thing because on Rick's run sheet, that clip and the Dana White clip were right next to each other. And my first thought was Dana White power slapping energy. Oh, God. Like the time I accidentally put Ray back in the hot chick folder. <laughs> yes, it's the same level of funny because it's like, how did this line up like this? Because that shit literally went, bad bitch, bad bitch, bad bitch, ride back, bad bitch. <laughs> Sometimes you accidentally drag some. I was looking for the, to have the old wrestling divas and I was like, what? <laughs> shit like this just lines up and it's wonderful. Too much, man. Oh, God. But yeah, glad that she is okay. Overall, glad she's okay. Yeah, me too. Anna Jay's a tough girl, though, for sure. It's just like, holy fuck. Yeah, Anna Jay's super tough. But she's. All of these girls are taking bumps that are not worth it. You know what I mean? Like, all of them are taking bumps. What happened to Ruby? Ruby Ruby in this match looked like, like. Like she was in a Ruby flare bladed in this match. Her and Britt bleed like holy fuck. They say you go remember this shit. <laughs> like, you don't think this is a look at the fucking match we had on Rampage, dude. You don't think this is a bit much for an episode? I mean, of at Rampage? this point. Considering like, the fact that Rampage ain't never moving <laughs> spots. At this point, this girl's going to figure like, fuck it, we got to do something. This is once again, not me trying to be misogynistic, but AEW has finally made me see why a lot of old school guys like Cornette and others say that they don't like seeing the girls look like that. You know what I mean? Like, look at this. I get it. They're wrestlers and we shouldn't look at it that way. But this is this is almost too much for the guys, you know? Like they're thumbtacking, they're bumping each other into thumb. It's just a lot. <laughs> you know, like it's just a lot. Save that shit for the pay-per-views. You know? Have a pay-per-view for this. Look at the look at the you would think this looks like fucking chaos. She's checking on her. This is a rampage. The only person who doesn't look like shit took the worst bump of the match. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> the only person who's not covered in gore is because she's flat hanging at, at the top fucking, of the fucking ramp. Bounced off the no, who's the winner in this? Because we all know who the losers are. The four of them. 
Looks like a fucking crime scene. For a fucking rampage match. Is there even anything on the line? No, right? No, this is just for the sake of the feud. <laughs> just for the match. A regular exhibition match. Nothing's on the line. Oh, no, they're feuding. This was not just... This one is one of those willy-nilly ones there. Winner lives. There you go. This is crazy. The, even the crowd looks uncomfortable. There are people out there that are like, oh, my God. Like, look at them. They're, like, shocked. <laughs> like, the crowd looks shocked. <laughs> Every expression out there. Look at the crowd when we run this again. And don't even look at that. Just look at the crowd. Everyone out there just looks shocked beyond, beyond belief. See, you see shocked. All I see is marks popping. That's all I see. <laughs> no, no. Watch. Watch when they get the faces out there. That's crazy. Okay, I see one shot black guy. I see several. Winner <laughs> walks away match, right? Right, Quest? Look at this shit. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, I've seen enough. Turn it off. <laughs> 513,000 viewers got to see that. With a point thirteen in the 18 to 49 demographic, a fourth of what SmackDown gets. <laughs> They did that for a fourth of the SmackDown demographic. God, their logic probably at this point is like, hey, if we didn't do that, we were going to drop below impact. No, I don't think anybody tuned in because the girls were in spikes. It's just crazy. <sighs> but the unfortunate oh. part about it is it's never going to stop because there's always going to be people who are going to praise it. And that's all a lot. Of, like we we live in a world where nowadays that's all some people need is just enough people to praise it. And it's like, oh, why do I stop? They still like it, <laughs> right? Like people can be with it or be without it uh, all they want. At the end of the day, if somebody pops, they're gonna do it again. <laughs> yeah, and this time they'll do it through tables onto spikes and miss the table and the spikes. Right there, you go. And then they're still gonna pop. <laughs> Surreal, man. All right. Now it's time for a bit of the rough stuff to get through. Oh, fuck. A bit is an understatement. Well, we'll see. We'll see what order we're going to do things in. I'll say this. 8,036 days ago, 192,844 hours ago, 22 years ago, on January 20th, 2001, Jay Briscoe wrestled in Ring of Honor in his first match, along with Mark, I'm sorry, in CZW. Life isn't perfect, what can I say? But they made it to Ring of Honor. But yep. yeah, they were they were in combat zone wrestling. And as you all know, Jay Briscoe has passed away at the age of 38 years old. This news was spread by Tony Khan, who's tweeted saying, sadly, 
how do we say his actual name? Jamin. Is it Jamin? Uh, I can't pronounce it. I've been saying like Pugh all week. Da- but Jamin I'm Pugh? not sure how to pronounce it. Is it Jamin Pugh? Jamin Pugh has passed away. Known to fans as Jay Briscoe. He was a star in Ring of Honor for over 20 years. From the first show until today, Jay and his brother Mark dominated Ring of Honor. Reigning as champions to this day. We'll do whatever we can to support his family. Rest in peace, Jamin. And then Mike Johnson also reported it. WMDT News reported a fatal car collision in Laurel left two dead Tuesday evening, according to the Delaware State Police. This was in the area of Laurel Road and Little Hill Road around 5.30 p.m., and it caused an extended road closure. And at that time, no names were released. So January 20th, 2001 is when they're... Uh, this story began. We're going to go into more stuff about it. Because um, a lot of people spoke about this, which we'll get into afterwards. But uh, just to give you guys information about what happened, uh, there was an emergency log from the hospital from Sussex Laurel, and it was called a crash slash entrapment fire. At 1653, you know, the address and the details matter. Multiple calls reporting as many as four patients trapped. Then first arriving, confirming entrapment and fire. So we're just reading a log of what was happening from the emergency log. So it's basically saying that there was a call made, saying that there was a car accident in port and four people were trapped in the car um, by fire. And then the EMTs arrived in the scene confirming that they were trapped in the fire. And then they basically said that there was one critical pediatric and a second serious patient, which were his two daughters, from what I read later on. And they're evaluating the two others. EMS advising two adult fatalities, two critical patients being transported at the time. And then Jay Briscoe's daughter's school was closed for what was described as an unthinkable tragedy. I guess they found out about what was happening. Uh, The police were investigating the car accident. This was January 17th at 5.09 once again. And uh, basically what it says happened here, according to the police report, it says that... uh, a 2019 Chevrolet Silverado 1500 was traveling westbound on Laurel Road, just west of Gooseness Road. At the same time, a 2016 Chevrolet Silverado 2500 was traveling eastbound on Laurel Road in the same vicinity. For unknown reasons, the driver of the Silverado 1500 pickup truck failed to remain in her lane, crossed to the center lane, and entered the eastbound lane of Laurel Road directly into the path of the Silverado 2500. This resulted in a head-on collision between the two pickup trucks and the eastbound lane. It's, what crazy, those two Chevrolet pickup trucks, right? Since the driver of the Silverado 1500 identified as 27-year-old Lillian Turnahan of Frankfort, Delaware, was wearing her seatbelt, the driver of the Silverado 2500 identified as 38-year-old Jamin Pugh of Laurel, Delaware, was not wearing his seatbelt. Both drivers were pronounced dead at the scene. The two passengers in the in Pew's pickup truck identified as a 12-year-old daughter and 9-year-old daughter were both 
properly restrained. Both girls were taken by ambulance to an area hospital and were admitted in critical condition. We don't know if there was alcohol involvement, according to the statement. I don't know. I don't know if it would have helped. And and I don't want to sound like an old man here, but I can't emphasize enough the fucking importance of having your seatbelt on. Exactly. You know, who knows? We weren't there. We'll never know. Only God knows or the universe or whatever you believe in. But I'm sure that having a seatbelt on certainly couldn't have made shit worse. You know? Not in the least. Like, you have to wear your fucking seatbelt, man. Don't forget to put on your seatbelt. Don't forget to do important shit in life. If it becomes a bad habit, that, you know, sometimes there's irreparable damage. And this is a situation like that. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, I'm going in order of story, so bear with me here. Afterwards, uh, Jay Briscoe's wife, Ashley Pugh, sent out a heartfelt Facebook message saying that her daughter, she says basically here, we need prayers. Gracie is on her way into surgery on her back. Jamin would want the whole world praying for his little girl. We believe in the power of prayer. Pray for the doctors and everyone working on her. Pray for her precious legs to move again. Pray for Jay Lee, who has some pretty serious injuries, but is stable and resting. Pray for Gannon waiting at home. Pray for the strength of us all. We have a long road ahead of us. Uh... So then it was reported afterwards that the girls were stable, but both have a very long road of recovery ahead of them. Gracie was 12, um, couldn't feel anything from the waist down. She was diagnosed with an L2 dislocation and an L3 and L4 fracture in her back with compression on her spinal cord. And uh, after they got her stabilized, they transferred her to another hospital um, where she got feeling back in her thighs, but nothing lower than her knees. And she was taken straight for an MRI and surgery on Wednesday morning around three in the morning. The doctor was able to relieve the compression on her spinal cord and the surgery went as expected. Um, because when you have spi- trauma around the spinal cord, you have to wait. And uh, with the swelling and the trauma, uh, she was still having feeling in her thighs, but no movement. Uh, she had tingling feelings in her feet. Uh and her progress is going to be a day-to-day basis for months to come. And uh, they said she was bruised up pretty badly, but at the time, no other injuries were diagnosed. Jay Lee, I don't know if it's Jay Lay or Jay Lee, uh, was diagnosed with an open tibia and fibula fracture at uh, the hospital where she underwent surgery. They placed an external fixator on and sent her back to the hospital. She's been diagnosed with a C7 fracture in her neck, has been placed in a neck brace, and she'll, she'll be in it for six weeks. She also has L3 and L4 fractures in her back, which could be managed with a back brace for about 12 weeks. She has a clavicle fracture from the seat belt as well as broken ribs on the right side. She has a small left um, pneumothorax, which is the air between the lung and the chest wall, not inside of the lung, and they're just monitoring that as it's not large enough for intervention. Um... She was diagnosed with a perforated bowel with free fluid in her abdomen, uh, with her, in her abdomen, sorry. She had some internal bleeding in her stomach, uh, and they were watching it to pinpoint to find out where it was. 
and that surgery went good. Uh, they got the bleeding under control and got her to men. Then she went to the OR for that. Um, they did a bowel resection, which means that they took a little of it out. Nothing that is in long-term effect. While she was down there, the orthopedic decided to do another washout of her leg and some manipulation to the bones for better alignment. She still has the external fixator in place, and they placed an NG tube down her nose to, to decompress her stomach. And they'll take it out, and that'll allow her to eat. So this was a brutal, brutal um, car accident. Oh, my God, that was uncomfortable to hear. Oh, yeah. So anybody who's listened to the show long term, and we're going to get back to this in a minute, but anyone who listened to this show long term knows that something similar happened within our own community. Ironically, the same day that it happened to Jay Briscoe. Uh, the intro of our show, Dawn, the voice you hear that says Talk Brunch Served Hot, was part of our community, part of our streaming and our games. And ironically, she was in a car with her two daughters in the back seat, and there was a head-on collision. Same exact thing happened. She died. Both of the kids were in critical. One of them had no feeling in their legs. They had to work on the back to get feeling back, et cetera, et cetera. So just to share a little bit of personal information about our community and everything, I'll say that it was no fucking picnic for me to two times in my life on my birthday, by the way, to do a stream where we talk about this. Uh, And it's an identical accident, which really creeped me out. Identical day. And uh, yeah, Life is really weird in that way. Jay Briscoe passed away eight days before his 39th birthday. And uh, and the day before Mark's. The day before Mark's 38th birthday. So, um, yeah, I, when, I, when I say that I can relate with that feeling of loss and, and the suddenness of it all, I really mean it. Because anyone who's ever followed this community knows. And it's just the most twisted irony that this is the identical thing that happened to us at the identical time, 2015. And now here we are again, 2023, years later on the same show, discussing the exact same accident with two little girls in the back, same leg thing, everything. Bothered the shit out of me all week. It's fucking nuts. Bothered the shit out of me. When I heard it, I was in denial and I didn't react at first. Because I wanted to go back into my own archives for myself, which I hardly ever do. Because I was like, it can't be. Just to confirm that it was the same. And it was, yeah. So, it sucked. I know st- something like that. I, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to everybody in the family and everybody affected by this. You don't really ever forget this kind of stuff, which sucks. I wish everybody, oh, you know, gets better. But no, I, I, there's not a day that goes by that I haven't thought about what happened to Dawn or thought about her. And there's not like a year of the anniversary of that that I haven't thought about it. This is just the only time I've had to bring it up. But uh, yeah, I, I can't believe that something like that happened. And again, Jay Briscoe was the first person, I believe, the first Ring of Honor, the first person on their roster. Ironically, 
January 20th. 2001 is where his career began in CZW. He shares a birthday. Uh, my birthday is the day that Jay Briscoe and, and the Briscoes basically started their wrestling careers. Yeah. You know, like I said, 836, 8,036 days now since we're past midnight ago in 2001. So that's really brutal. And that does completely suck. Like, we just watched Jay maybe a month ago. And then this happens. Mm-hmm. And Jay like, Briscoe, he's, he's somebody that, like, everybody knew, just to let you guys know that, like, the amount of people that he was close to is, like, astronomical. There's like so many wrestlers from the Sami Zayn's, the Kevin Owens, the Adam Coles, Shinsuke Nakamura's, Okada's, you name them, they've probably crossed paths with Jay Briscoe. I'm going to read a few uh, people's responses, their tributes and stuff. So Frankie Kazarian said, I cannot even begin to process this right now. I loved everything about my friend Jay Briscoe, his passion, his drive, his presence, our wars in the ring, most importantly, how much he loved his family. I'm literally sick to my stomach. Uh, Triple H, an incredible performer who created a deep connection with wrestling fans across the globe. My condolences to family and friends of Jay Briscoe, which, by the way, uh, there was apparently going to be some NXT funeral or something once they found out that they completely rebooked everything. Matt Hardy, heard this tragic news while flying. I'm devastated that Jay Briscoe tragically died today. I was honored to work with him many times. I love Jay. Jay was so real. Jay loved his wife and kids more than anything, and we shared that bond. I'm heartbroken for his family. The Usos, rip to the homie Jay Briscoe. Condolences to your family. Rest in paradise, Uso. Dax, I'm doing okay. Thanks for... Thanks, everyone, for checking on me. I love you. Love you, Jay. Cash, I've been in tears since I heard the news. I just don't have the words. Rest in peace, Jay. CM Punk, Jay Briscoe forever. Cody Rhodes, I didn't interact much with him, but upon meeting Jay, I instantly understood something about him. His family was his everything. All the love in the world to them this evening. Sami Zayn, I don't have the words right now to properly convey my sorrow. I love Jay and Mark Briscoe, always have. I wouldn't be here without them. I'm very lucky to have shared the ring and shared so many laughs with Jay Briscoe, and I'm so sad to know neither will happen again. Rip, my friend. Tommy Dreamer, I've known Jay Briscoe since he was a fan. Watched him become an amazing wrestler, best tag team and realist promo guy. I was going to text him yesterday about the cost of eggs, and I didn't. I wish I did. Whenever I I saw them, I'd say, love me some Briscoes. Prayers for his family. Shawn Michaels, on behalf of the WWE NXT community, I would like to express our condolences to the Briscoe family for their loss. Seth Rollins, being in the ring with Jay Briscoe got me my first Ring of Honor contract. He and Mark being so selfless helped Jimmy and I find our footing as AOTF. Without him, I don't know if Tyler Black could have ever been Seth Rollins. Adam Cole, I don't know what my life would be without Jay Briscoe in it. 
and I don't want to know. You believed in me. You helped me. You treated me like family. There will never be another like you. I'm so grateful to have known a man like you. I love you, Jay. Nick Jackson, life is unfair. It's way too short. Jay, I love you, man. I'm praying for you and your family. This has left us all heartbroken. Rip, my friend. Big E, we certainly studied and quote-unquote borrowed from the Briscoe brothers. They have left an in, in, indeliable mark on tag team wrestling. I was blown away by the trilogy with FTR. My deepest condolences to Jay Briscoe's loved ones. Indelible. Anyway, Kevin Owens, I spent hours reading what people had to say about Jamin last night. I watched some of our matches together. I went back and read our last text to each other. I am so heartbroken for his family. Every single one of them that I met over the years, and I met a lot of them because they all stuck together like glue, all special human beings. They would give you the shirt off their back in a heartbeat if you needed it. That's who Jamin was. There are a few people in the industry that I consider pillars of my own career, people I truly feel I would not be where I am today had I not encountered them. Jay and Mark Briscoe are two of those pillars. In 2007, they had the opportunity to make or break two Canadian guys. They were trying to put themselves on the map in the U.S. indie scene. I remember walking up to Jay that afternoon before our match and asking what he wanted to do. Never met him before. First in action we ever had he heard my question looked at me and with a huge smile across his face said well shit man let's get go out there and fucking kill it so we did we did that night and we did many times after that each match i did with them stands out in my memory amongst thousands of matches i've had in my career because working with the briscoes was special every single time having the honor of being in the ring with jay and his entire family as they celebrated after he beat me for the roh title is my favorite moment of my independent career bar none it was special for all of them for the crowd there that night for everyone in the locker room and for me because jay was special i didn't get to see jamin much after i went to wwe in 2014 in fact i think we only saw each other once but it was like no time had passed at all he came to see a WWE show, and of course, he had his whole family with him. He was so excited and proud to tell me about everything his kids and his wife were up to and how great they were doing. He loved his family with everything he had. It was amazing to see them all. We didn't keep in touch very often, but every time we did, it was absolutely it absolutely made my day. Getting a text message from him was always like a giant ray of sunshine. I'm so thankful that I got to have him in my life. I'm so thankful for the laughs and memories. Just so thankful to have known him. I'm a better person for having had the chance to. My heart goes out to Ashley and the kids, to Mark and his parents, and to everyone else that knew and loved him. And that's a lot of fucking people because Jay was special. That's Kevin Owens. Wow. Jay's mom, he took care of people. He really wanted people to be kind to each other. It was very important to him. If Jamin could see the people that are reaching out and praying because of what's happened to him, he'd feel like, you know, I did reach some people. So lastly, Tony Compa, thank you all watching Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS tonight. We're just getting started. We have a great live show for you all. After the live show, we'll film a special Ring of Honor tribute to the late, great Jay Briscoe, which will be available soon, free to everyone on Honor Club. Jay Briscoe's last tweet was a picture of him in his new hat. <laughs> and all it said was new hat. Yep, 13X celebrating that um at final battle they became 13 time Ring of Honor World Tag Champions. 
So from what we're hearing, they've been giving Tony Khan, Warner Media, the reason why this thing wasn't part of Dynamite, because people ask that, Warner Media has been giving Tony Khan a real hard time uh, with the Briscoe stuff. He wasn't able to use them on yeah. television, and uh, they wanted to do something like what they were going to do to Brody Lee, but they couldn't. A lot of the guys wore an armband, but there wasn't any big tribute because Warner Warner Media doesn't allow them to do one. You guys know they have that issue with the Briscoes being on television. So that's why they filmed a one-hour show in Fresno that'll be on Honor Club. Uh, so, yeah, they tried. Like Tony Khan has apparently been trying to get them on television. There's been many attempts to get them on, but they just weren't allowed to be used. They were plans from yeah. In fact, um, one specific instance I heard, if I remember it all out, we had the Wardlow, well, Wardlow, FTR, Jay Lethal, and the Guns match. That was actually supposed to be the Briscoes originally, but because of that issue, they switched it to the Guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly correct. So, uh. That just gives you guys a little bit of perspective in regards to what was happening there. Of course, there was a donation page set up for Jay Briscoe's family after the tragic events. It says, on the evening of January 17th, our community and friends across the world were left in shock after the news of the passing of Jamin, a man who made everyone around him a better person. The Pew family's world has shifted, and with that, there will be many unforeseen expenses. We have set up this page with approval from the family to help ease any burden that may arise from this tragedy. It's been heartwarming to read all the stories of those who interacted with Jamin and his impact was felt across the world. Please continue to pray for the Pew family and all of their children. This is the only campaign that has been approved by the family. I'm going to give you guys the link here. Yep, anything would help them. Last I checked, the donation had $208,000 when the goal was $200,000. So they wound up getting uh, past the original goal. Two of the largest donations come from the Young Bucks, who donated $10,000 each, $20,000 total. And with the donations, Nick wrote, I love you guys, praying for the entire family. My heart breaks for you all. I know he's in heaven looking after you all and will continue to be a guardian angel. Love you all so much. Matt wrote, Jay, we love you and miss you, Matt. And uh, those donations were both marked as one minute apart. Cody and Brandy Rose also donated 1000 um, and I'm I sure believe Owens donated ten thousand too, right? Did he? I didn't know. I'm sure lots of people did. But if he did, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Oh no. Yeah. So that's crazy, man. Dude, that this like, one, and not even to make it seem like when it's older wrestlers, it's easier. But it hurts especially bad when it's somebody who, like like you said, we watched and covered one of Jay's matches all of a month ago. Mm -hmm. We were talking about, like, I always say the fact that, like, what made the Briscoes so different when it came to, like, a lot of ROH old school guys, they were a threat when they walked in. They were a threat till the very end. They were always 
in the mix, whether it was Jay for the world title by himself, um, him and Mark for the tag titles. When I first started watching Ring of Honor, Jay was in the middle of um, his second run as champion. I think it was actually getting to um, the climax of what was like a two-year feud with Adam Cole. Like, he is one of the guys... And I, I I feel the same way about Jay, the um the same way I feel about New Jack. When you saw Jay Briscoe for the first time, you never forgot it. Like there's certain people through companies' histories where when you hear when you see those three letters, when you hear that name, you think of those people. Jay Briscoe was the first person a lot of people I think thought of when they think Ring of Honor. If it wasn't a Tyler Black or Kevin Steen or El Generico, it was him. Because, I mean, the only difference realistically, and I don't think there's a soul who can debate me on this, the only difference between Jay and Jameen was just the name. Because it was the same dude on camera, off camera. It didn't matter what day of the week, what month of the year, it was the same person who gave his heart, his body, and his soul to every single one of those fans just to make sure that when you walk out of that building, you had a good time. <laughs> King Quest said, I thought he was black when I saw him the first time. <laughs> I mean, shoot, like, like, Jay was a little bit of a gangster. Like, we... <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was See, black. See, this, this match, this was the match that made me a fan of Jay Briscoe, that fight without honor with um, Adam Cole. Because I'd never seen guys do to each other what these two did. Like, look at what somebody's willing to put themselves through. Very cool. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I remember this match. I mean, this wasn't too long ago, like in my Ring of Honor tenure. <laughs> it was like yesterday. Oh, yeah. I mean, for, <laughs> for me, like this was like I really started to become a fan. Of Ring. In fact, it's interesting. My two earliest members were memories of uh, Ring of Honor both um, involved seeing Jay Briscoe. The first one, well, when I used to go to South Carolina to stay with my grandparents for a little while, they had, um, I can't remember what channel it was, but this channel had Ring of Honor. And I think I just happened to catch, I think Ladder War 4 had not too long. I think it was one of those end-of-the-year specials. And one of the matches that was on there was uh, the Briscoes and World's Greatest Tag Team. Mm -hmm. It was from that same event where Ladder War 4 happened. And then the next time I see it, it's Final Battle 2012, and it's Jay Briscoe again. So it's kind of funny to think my first two early memories of Ring of Honor in like real time both involved Jay Briscoe. Yeah, one of my earliest memories involves him, too, and they actually were kind enough to share it, but it was the Briscoes against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, a.k.a. Kevin Steen and uh, El Generico. Ladder War. Yeah, Ladder War. <laughs> and when this you think about brutal. it, the Briscoes were synonymous with the Ladder War. They'd been in more than anybody else. Mm -hmm, they had. Like, this was their match when it came down to it. Yeah, they... This was wild, and this is the match that Kevin Owens was talking about. This was when they were very new, and the Briscoes basically helped them get over as a tag team. Oh, yeah. And that was one thing that was always great about Jay. Jay was not a selfish person at all. If him, if he had enough common sense to know it didn't matter what he was doing at the time, if you being him 
meant you were going to get a little bit or a little bit or even a lot of it further in your career, he was always more than willing to lay, to, to lay down somebody. Like when it came to Jay Lethal, Jay had enough common sense to know Jay Lethal beats me, that kid's me. And I always used to feel with uh, the Briscoes, especially the last few years, and I think I've even probably said it a couple of times on the air, if you were a tag team in Ring of Honor, that they were they were the gatekeepers. You you didn't get to, you didn't make it until you went until you walked through the Briscoes. Jay's one of my favorite world champions, man. I don't remember who it was that said that they didn't like him as world champion. I was like, fuck no, man. No, Jay was a fan. Well, it's cool about Jay. Um, it's kind of funny. One of my, one of my fond memories of uh, Jay as world champion. I can't remember who all was in the match. I, the, only thing, the only thing I really remember is that Handsome was in the match. But um, I think there was a multiple challenges at the time. And I'll never forget Jay telling Nigel... Alright, you know what? Listen, if, if everybody wants to fight, everybody can fight. We're going to do this in a four-corner survival. That was probably one of the few times I've ever seen the world champion basically say, if they all want to fight, send them all. Whichever team can wear down their opponents enough to allow them to climb the ladder and retrieve the championship belts will walk out of Chicago wearing the championship To think this is what Ring of Honor used to be. Yep. A bunch of guys just trying to make it, damn near killing each other in the process, but trying to make it. Over the head of El Generico. Kevin Steen, yeah, goes low on Mark Briscoe. And then right in the face with the chair. God, baby face Mark Briscoe. That's a sight, isn't it? Kevin Steen, he just beats people up. As now El Generico being dragged back toward the ringside area by Jay Briscoe. You see the welts and the bruises already starting to form on the back of El Generico. Chair right over the head of Jay Briscoe as Kevin Steen continues to go to work on Mark. Turn his back on him right there and... Mark oh, Briscoe. God, everybody was so shiny and baby-faced in this match. Now everybody's grungy and war-torn. Bleeding already. <laughs> it's not Jay Briscoe if he ain't bleeding. What is that? Hell if I know. It's a ring of honor crowd Wait, back in the day. It could be anything. What a commentary thing. Popcorn, oh, wow. popcorn. I don't remember that. Yeah, that's the strategy of it. Let's jump a little forward to when they get back in the ring. <laughs> Bam. Mark Briscoe got a 
opening start, hopped up on the guardrail and was able to catch him in that ace crusher. As Generico looked to be climbing the ladder inside the ring, and Mark Briscoe put a stop to it. Jay now in there, duking it out with El Generico. Trading right hands back and forth. Jay Briscoe coming out on the better end of it. Off the ropes. That one ducked. Chin breaker by Generico. Give back then, Jay still had those wild clotheslines. Those are my favorite things about Jay back about Jay personal. Jay clotheslines look like they shoot were scary. It's so funny that I'm looking at Sami Zayn here as El Generico. And like I remember that being like the funniest thing that I had ever seen. Like, it was just like <laughs> like what? The generic, generic luchador? That that's clearly not. <laughs> So good. That was like literally the first time I ever saw El Generico. My exact words were, "But he's white." <laughs> and he's not. <laughs> what is he? He's he's a uh, he's Syrian, right? Yeah. See, I didn't know that though. <laughs> Jump a little ahead here. Briscoe Loopy. Loop to the midsection. Guard Buster drives him down to the canvas. And that sends Generico out to the ring underneath the bottom rope. Loop to the midsection. Looking for the package power driver. But he felt it coming to Jay. Countered. Looking for the J driller. Steen just hoists him up. Lands on his feet. Off the ropes. Big boot connects. Steen's still on his feet, though. Another boot to the midsection. Looking for the Jay Driller. You're not going to Jay Driller his big ass. Butterfly pile driver of Jay Briscoe, but can't get the maneuver. Kevin Steen drops him right over the knee, neck first. They're on trap with the pump handle and then came right down over the knee and now climbs up. Crazy ass mark. But caught with a spring. <laughs> Saw Kevin Steen was climbing up that ladder to get the belts, put a stop to it, and now Mark Briscoe trying to get his balance here to climb to the top of this ladder and pull those belts down. He's almost there. Mark Briscoe. Climbing. Look at how high the belts are versus how high the ladder goes up. Yeah, right. Yo, that fucked me up, bro. <laughs> Please don't die, Chance. Yeah. <laughs> it's not old school ROH right now. Please don't die, Chance. Unable to do so. Dragged off the ladder by Steen. The reward for Kevin Steen. He prevented Briscoe from climbing to the top and grabbing the belts. Man, I miss Ring of Honor feeling like Ring of Honor. He again uses the ladder as a weapon. Dragging it into the side of the head of Mark Briscoe, who then gets sent crashing into the steel barricade. Steen even struggling to get to his feet. This match taking its toll on all. 
Mark didn't look crazy yet, even though he already was. <laughs> Mark didn't look mangy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which I love it because it works for Mark, but let's be real. Mark looks oh fucking. Oh my I, god. I what? Oh. I feel like everybody was shiny and baby-faced in this match. Now everybody looks grungy and war-torn. Poor Generico. Motherfuckers look like they have seen some shit now. You know it's the Indies when they reset up the broken ladder. There's the ladder they need. I knew there was going to be another ladder for this. This is WrestleMania 10. We have backup ladders. Oh, God. Ouch. Oh. Like it's an episode of Rampage. They wish they could bleed that good. You guys don't got what it takes to be bleeding. You didn't earn this blood. Their blood has stories, damn it. Oh, nothing like that good old ladder war violence. So I can tell people, ladder wars had like uncomfortable levels of violence. Going through that one. I'm taking bets on Steen. No, I'm kidding. And grab those belts. Kevin Steen. What can he be thinking about? That ladder is still set up out on the floor. But able to stay on his feet. Uh-oh. Redneck Kung Fu. Or as McGinnis calls it, Hillbilly Kung Fu. <laughs> Fucking McGinnis. <laughs> I forgot he used to call it that. <laughs> He's fucked that up, yeah. 
Good God. Yeah, this was the brutality. This was their brutality. <laughs> wow, look at that. Yakuza kicked him with the fucking ladder. That motherfucker skipped off the lap and hit the foot. And the worst part about it is, it's not even like one of those ones where like the ladder slowed the fall. Nah. Lie. That motherfucker didn't go through the ladder. He went around the ladder. <laughs> 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 through the ladder, my ass. Is that the little ladder again? Yes, yeah, baby ladder. Oh, we defaulted back to the baby ladder. Come on. That's all you got. All right? You're just... Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going to do it. This is the vertical ladder. <laughs> He gets that second. Oh, oh, God. Oh, wow. Damn, I don't remember this being this brutal. Look at how he fucking bumped there. And this is why you... You know what? It's funny. This reminds me. The old catchphrase that I think Kevin Kelly used to have for ladder wars. What do we say at the end of every ladder war? Never again. <laughs> and the crazy bastards are still moving. <laughs> That's fantastic. Let's jump ahead a little bit here. I love how that ladder. I love how that ladder had the audacity to not bend. Is beyond words. Boot to the back of the head. Oh fuck. Jay Briscoe. Oh. Kevin Steen is not going to get up. Not just on the ladder, Dave. Not on the flat part of the ladder. On the jagged edge, the exposed side of that ladder. Crashing into the back of Kevin Steen. And Steen is lifeless at this point. Mark Briscoe crawling toward his brother. All four of these men just really paying the physical price of a matchup like this. The weapons being put to use. All of the high risks that all four competitors have taken. How any of these competitors are going to be able to walk tomorrow is anybody's guess. As right now the Briscoes are just a few feet away from grabbing those belts and walking away from Chicago still champions. 
belts that they cherish, the belts that they live for. Kevin Steen put a stop to that momentum momentarily. The Briscoes continue, Jay, to put the boots to Kevin Steen. Mark now moving that smaller ladder out of the way. Grabbing a hold of El Generico. Not ready to go for the belts. He's looking to dish out some more punishment. We got to make sure that your opponents are down and can't put a stop to you climbing the ladder to grab those belts. And he's got Generico back flat on his back and putting the ladder on top of him now. Mark Briscoe. Oh, you call him crazy Mark Briscoe. What does he have in mind for El Generico underneath that ladder? All the way up top he goes. God, Mark doing a shooting star. This is something I don't think I heard say in the sentence. Oh, <laughs> swerve. <laughs> Psych. Instead, reverses direction, takes his attention to Kevin Steen. Big leg drop through the table. The Briscoe sacrificing their bodies to retain the titles. But they need to get a ladder, a functioning ladder inside the ring to climb up. Okay, oh, to point that detail out, like, you know, the ladder that works. Because most of these ladders are fucked up. To grab hold of those championships that the Briscoes prize so very dearly. Oh, that ladder is extremely wobbly as Mark Briscoe gets closer to the top. The title's just out of his reach. Very difficult to keep his balance. He's trying. Generico See that fucked my vertical up. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like once the ladder started shaking, I got nervous. Like I was up there. Jay the fucking maintenance ladder. <laughs> That's some hood shit I've heard in my life. Like, yo, give me Todd's ladder. We're out. Yeah, you need the maintenance ladder. Hell yeah. Jay with this huge Give me that ladder they used to rig up the light and we fucked up all the other ones. Look how high up that is. That was dope. Doomsday device through the middle of the ladder. Springboard Doomsday device. Just so much shit that could have gone wrong. But didn't. See, now that distance looks normal. <laughs> That's a reasonable amount of distance for a ladder. 
The other one, you had to be on the fucking second to last step before you even got touched upon. Wait, what was the bump here? Let's skip the ladder setup. Yeah, we always got to set up some crazy contraption. I was about to say, it wouldn't be Kevin Steen in ROH if there wasn't like some scaffold. We call this structure. Here come that bullshit. Holy oh. shit. Yeah, I miss this whole finisher. <laughs> <laughs> I love generic selling. This is just wild flailing. <laughs> that motherfucker sells that motherfucker Ziggler sells better than Ziggler. He really does. He always has. I'm telling yeah, you, man, I could, see, the belts up there. I could see him being a world champion. I've been saying it from fucking day one. If they would let Sami Zayn really go and be the wrestler he is, he could be a world champion. That could be in the cards at some point. I mean, he's basically a main eventer right now. Yeah, I mean, from the beginning, I've been like, this guy. And, and, and anybody who disagrees with me, tell me your logic, and I'll tell you every reason you're wrong. <laughs> I think they can all see it now. See, it's bad that once I heard them say Jay, I'm like, yep, here it comes. <laughs> Yo, his Jay Driller there is brutal. Oh. I'm a Mr. J Driller, man. That's a nasty Yo, fucking finish. The worst part about that one is even though he hit the ladder, there was no resistance until he hit the ground. Jay Driller through the ladder. Steve climbing the ladder. And Jay Briscoe pulling himself up, climbing on the other side of the ladder to try to put a stop to Kevin Steen climbing. He stops the hand of Kevin Steen before it can grab the belts. And oh, God. Oh God! Right hands from both men. The ROH World Tag Team Titles hang above them, just inches away. Who's gonna be able to pull the belts down? Jay Briscoe or Kevin Steen? Steen getting the advantage with the right hand, but Jay firing back. Oh God! Oh God! The title belts just inches away. Who wants it more? A flurry of punches from Kevin Steen has Jay Briscoe weakened, but he's firing back. Oh! Jay's got him. He's he taking him off. He's struggling for him. It's not over yet. 
Jay Briscoe trying to retrieve the belts. He needs to pull them down off of that ring to be declared the winners of this match. Still struggling to get the belt off. Steen and Generico down. Oh, this is giving a big opportunity for Steen and Generico to climb back up and save this match. Wow, those things are really fastened up there. They got them bitches locked in. The fact that they could actually do something like that and not accidentally have them drop like in TNA. <laughs> this is not the paper on the clipboard. Smart of Steam to climb back up to to buy more time for him while he fixes this issue. I wonder who got their ass kicked backstage. Man, somebody really fastened those fucking things up there. I'm saying. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah, man. Those are the matches they made. You know how many people are in WWE now thanks to the Briscoes and how they started in the Indies with a lot of these guys? Oh, There's my God. So many influence. people who were top names that passed either are there now or passed through there. They were real, man. I mean, you know, Mark's still around, but as a team, they were real. You know, that's what made everything that they did so cool, you know? Yeah, they, they were natural. There was no character. It was nothing more than just a change of the name. Hopefully, I found it, but I want to show you guys one of my favorite Briscoe promos. I think this is almost 11 years old. I hope to God this is it because I love this promo. Uh -oh. There's a couple of them. This is 11 years ago when they were feuding with the Bucks. Reach for the sky, boy. Wednesday, November 16th, 2011. Day four of hunting season. Now, as you can see, we had a little issue in the birdhouse today. Little mortality, little mortality issue. It's called laryngotracheitis, LT. I called the big man last night. I said, big man, they dropping like flies. Big man said, oh, yeah. I said, yeah. He said, we got to put them down. I said, no, big man. We can't put a whole flock of chickens down. That's 50 grand. But we think about y'all. Big man said, you got to remember, Jay. We think about the consumer. Hey, everybody eat chicken? Everybody eat chicken. I mean, we can still sell this meat to y'all people, but we thinking about y'all. We're looking out for y'all. Yeah. But now, now, keep in mind now, $50,000. We get about eight flocks of chickens in each year. You do that math, $50,000, eight flocks. You do the math, then you tell me the kind of ass whooping we're going to give to the young bucks this Saturday night in Chicago. <laughs> this is the third time. This is the third time in the <laughs> that we've had to put down a whole flock of chicken. A whole flock, 50 grand. Hey, and another little history tidbit. Yesterday was the first day in over 10 years that me and my brother ain't get to go deer hunting. Right. Cause we was out picking up dead chickens right. all day. Oh, that shit. Jamin! <laughs> Yo, dude, that was always my favorite fucking part. Oh my God. That was always my favorite part when I, <laughs> he spoke. I 
need you to personally send me this fucking promo so I can laugh at it tomorrow. He oh fucking, my god. He legit spiked dead chickens on the floor. <laughs> Dude, I'll never forget when I saw this and it was 11 years ago. I swear to you when I say that this is the first time. I just looked it up. This is the first time that I am seeing this since the day it happened. I never fucking forgot. I I never watched it again. I never went back to it. This is the first time I'm seeing this since the day it actually happened. And I never fucking forgot that, man. And ladies and gentlemen, those are shoot chickens, okay? Yeah, they they really had that issue. I love how they're shoot chickens. Yo, you hear his wife? Jamin! You're spiking dead chickens. I love he's going, fuck that shit. You're gonna ruin the whole feed. We do, what? They're not even gonna play this now. Why? Cause I said the F word? Yeah. That shit. We losing 50 grand. You worry about me saying the F word. That shit. Shit, I don't give a damn if they don't play it. You need to settle down. I'm going hunting. Oh my god. I just can't believe he fucking spiked dead chickens like that. <laughs> Y'all got that boy fired up. Y'all got him in one of his moves now. Good low. And now me on the other hand, I'm the cool, calm, and collectible, like 007. But young buck, speaking of dead chickens, I got word of advice. Saturday morning, y'all might want to call in sick because it ain't even worth it. And Friday night, Bravados, better known around here as the Goobers. The Bravados, remember them? I love that he come back. I love that he fucking come back. Oh my god, it's so good. Better known around here as the Goobers. Hey, y'all got a bullseye on y'all here. There they got bullseye on them too. This weekend, Friday, Saturday, Young Bucks, Bravados, y'all boys, we're going to kill y'all mother. Damn right. Now just cut the f-ing camera off, cause we got through a pile of dead chickens and this pile of chicken shit. <laughs> he spiked the chicken twice. He spiked the chicken twice. Oh Jay. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, I watched this 11 years ago when it happened on the episode, and I never. It, it's, oh my God. It, it's one of those things that branded itself into my memory. This is the first time that I'm seeing, and it's exactly as good as I remember it. I was like, yo, he spiked chickens on the fucking floor. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to see you that part see? one more time. Oh, oh my God. man. Jay's such a good promo, man. One of the best. They really didn't like the Young Bucks during this. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh my god, so good. Yo, do you see now why the rest of the world is so sad that he's gone? Nobody else can spike chickens and then get over.
Oh, is this when they when FTR said he didn't have good ring gear or some shit? Oh my god. The Briscoes don't even belong in the conversation. Yo, great tag team. Yo, you bald-headed bitch. Let me tell you something, all right? Yo, you the biggest clown in the whole damn circus right now, son. All right? Because you act like you're this big rebel, knowing damn well you got your little daddy Tony protecting your ass. Y'all don't want us in that bit. No, 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 no. See, to me, this reminds me of three different states of the human condition. One being... You're barking up the wrong tree, buddy. Number two being you're playing with fire. And number three being you're letting your mouth write checks that you can't cash with your ass. Yo, can't cash it with your bitch ass. You heard <laughs> Who you looking at right now? Huh? Man, hey, I'm going to take you back 15 years. Who was it that really set the wrestling world on fire? Oh, seven. Huh? Hey, don't let your bosses try to lie to you. All they did was have a little YouTube show. Who really did this shit? Huh? Hey, hey what was you doing 15 years ago? What was y'all boys doing? Bitch, I think you was KC McKnight or some shit like that. What was that. you doing, KC? Huh? Man, you know who you met? Oh, my God. You don't know who you messing with, son. I'm trying not to cuss. You don't know who you messing with, boy. Y'all scared? Ain't gonna happen no way. Ain't gonna happen. Y'all don't want us in that bitch, man. The ball is in your courts. If you understand what I'm saying. They don't want us in that. The ball is in your courts. All your bosses know damn well what's gonna happen. We get in that bitch. It's over. We ain't coming in that bitch. Get a paycheck. Shit, we got money. We coming in that bitch to take over. Mm. Damn right. Turn that bitch up. They scared. They scared, man. They scared. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I love so I much love about the, the Briscoes promos when they're together I love the fact that he legit just leans in and then, then, then turns off the camera <laughs> yo I love that Mark's always just cool calm collective let me get through this promo Jay always sounds like on sight the next person in front of him is about to die like he, he's gonna lose it Jay always sounds like he's trying to keep at least a little bit of reason left but see, that's what I love so much about when Jay had feuds. All his promos sound like he hates you at every ounce of his being. They really did. Oh my god, dude. Jay Briscoe was something fucking special. Like, there will never be another one of him. No, it's impossible. I, I always feel like Jay Briscoe was our generation's less violent and controversial New Jack. Because it was the same level of off-the-walls fucking promos. Yeah, no. Nah, it's just we ain't got no. It's just we ain't got no story that Jay Briscoe stabbing nobody. Oh, <laughs> He's why I watch this fight chicken again. No, I know no, you do. No, we're good. We're good. We did it enough. But there's yeah. no such thing. You, re- you, there's no such thing in watching a white man <laughs> spike a chicken enough. He right? was so mad. <laughs> he was so mad. I'll never forget the way my mind processed this, this promo because I couldn't understand why there were so many dead chickens at first. I was like, what is this? Oh my God. Yo, what's so good about it is it looks like when he did it, he forgot where he was for a second. Oh my God. Oh man, good times, man. Really, really good times. But yeah, the Briscoes paved the way for so many different tag teams that came through the Ring of Honor. Uh, 
federation you know the, between the young bucks and the motor city machine guns and now ftr and the present world's or wrestling's greatest tag team shelton benjamin and charlie haas um, generico and steen generico and steen the midnight express uh or the all-night express kenny king and uh, the kingdom and red titus the kingdom yeah they- they had a almost two year feud with the kingdom. The kings of wrestling, Claudio Castagnoli and Chris Hero. You know, I mean, these guys have such a tenured history. And like Jay, every, and, and, and you know, what? and and I don't want to undermine his uh, his world championship. Like you said, his feud with Adam Cole, that world championship run. It's great that it's an awesome tag team, but to me, he was one of the best world champions that they've ever had. He was one. He was one of their most dominant ones. Like he might have not had three runs like Adam Cole. He might have been a dual champion like Jay Lethal, but it took almost an act of God to get that belt off him and unpinned. I think at one point for three years. Mm-hmm. Like and what was so cool with the Briscoes, they and I don't. Not many tag teams, not many wrestlers in general can say this. The Briscoes never left home. They wrestled other places, yeah, but they never left Ring of Honor. They were Ring of Honor from day one, yeah. All they stayed there. The, they stayed there from the very beginning, and they stayed there the entire time. Mm-hmm. And they were always a threat in the tag team. That's what made it dangerous. Like I said at the very start, thirteen-time Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. They've been winning tag titles since the fucking beginning, and they never stopped winning them. There was never a point where the Briscoes were just like, okay, well, you know, you gotta get the Briscoes, you gotta get away over the Briscoes to get a little bit of credibility. It was like, no, if you want to get anywhere near those titles, understand you're gonna have to walk through the mouth of hell at some point. Yeah, pretty crazy, man. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Oh my god, I'm certainly glad that Jay got to wear his 13 time hat. That's a proud accomplishment. And keep in mind, 13 is just the ROH Tag Championships. They've been IWGP Tag Team Champions. They've been GCW Tag Champions, Impact Tag Champions. Every place they walk in, they they won the tag titles. The Briscoe walk into your company, run your tag titles. It's that simple. Yeah, those were some matches, man. Good times. I feel fortunate that we were able to at least pay tribute, you know, and talk about it. Oh, yeah. It was good that Jay had a lot of the stuff like with his promos where even though this is a sad, terrible time, we got to laugh. And I think in the end, that's what Jay would have wanted in the end. Like, yes, be sad that I'm gone, but have some fun with the stuff I got to do while I was here. Yeah, because it was a unique fun, unlike anything else. I always said before, one of my favorite things, I always said to people um, I've ever described Jay Briscoe to, the the best part about him was that Jay threw himself into every single thing he did. If he hated you, he threw himself at you like he hated you. If you were his best friend, he rolled with you the same way. Like Jay Briscoe is one of the best influences if you want to be. Jay Briscoe is one of the best examples of just a overall human being you want to be. Mm-hmm. Because it didn't matter what company it was, you don't you don't meet a soul that's had a bad thing to say about Jay Briscoe. Well, there was a lot of very influential. Well, so yeah, whenever uh, 
that tribute show becomes available, we will talk more about Jay Briscoe. And hopefully, I believe, I believe it's going to be on YouTube as well. I think I've heard. Yeah, and I believe both on club be, and YouTube. I believe. Yeah, and I believe they're going to be showing best of his matches and things like that. So. Oh, that's going to be a hell of a thing. Like, we could talk more about him, you know. Yeah, reminisce a little bit more about Jay. Maybe, maybe do a watch along for some of Jay Briscoe stuff. We might. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't, you know. It would be very appropriate. Like, Indeed. That being said, the segment was great. I was really glad. Thank you for the memories. And Jay Briscoe, thoughts and prayers to family. Rest in yeah. peace. Yeah, reach for the sky because now we can say Jay will probably be reaching back. All right. Well, I guess we should talk about Dynamite. Yeah. You know, and tonight, even though Warner didn't let him, everybody still at least show Jay some love. Let's liven things around here a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. Hey, that works. That song's called Hang On. There you go. <laughs> Okay. Time for dynamite. Dynamite indeed. They ran the graphic in the beginning, as you can see. And that being said, AEW Dynamite episode 172 came to us from Fresno, California. From the Save Mart Center. Shop smart. Shop save smart. You stupid. <laughs> you fucking stupid. <laughs> I can't fucking believe you. <laughs> anyway. They open with the AEW All-Atlantic title match. Orange Cassidy defending his championship against Jay Lethal. And, of course, Team TNA there. And Greater Value Kali. Greater Value Kali. That's what I'm calling him. Look at that. Dan I want Great Kali. We have Great Kali at home. Yeah, that's literally what he is. Great Kali at home. Look, everybody bought tickets to be the all of the best friends and Dan Housen. Good stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. Of course, as you can see, uh, Lethal wearing a J armband, which uh, several wrestlers did to them today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a guy. You talk about somebody who Jay Briscoe, their career might not have been where it was if it wasn't for him. That's a fucking guy. Like, yeah, he has history with a lot of these guys. But yeah, Jay Lethal looking good as always. Very solid. You know? Fantastic. It's amazing to me still that they're pushing Orange Cassidy to the moon. At this point, this man is going past the moon. <laughs> it's a little weird, don't you think? It would be if it wasn't for the fact of how beloved he was by the AEW fan base. Right. But here's a little cool detail. at With Orange Cassidy winning that match, he officially has the most successful title defenses of any AEW singles champion on the men. Well, that's pretty cool. But it, it's kind of dope too. Like 
he's been probably one of the most active champions. Every time we see him, he's defending that title. Yeah, I'm just surprised. I didn't expect this to be what we do with Orange Cassidy. Yeah. It's working out for him, though. Definitely. All right, next up, tag team match. It is the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson being accompanied by Brandon Cutler against Top Flight's Dante and Darius Martin. And I mean, of course, good, it's, you know. It's three times the charm for Top Flight. But yeah, this was so cool. You know what I kind of thought about as I was watching this match? Like, we have the Young Bucks there. We've been around for a long time. This almost feels like, I, I can't even call it a second coming yet, but it's like, it's like are these guys are like top flight potentially are the future to be almost as good as the young bucks if they keep everything as good as as, um, as good as they've been doing it so oh, far. Oh yeah, it's very possible. They just have to be less boring. That's the one thing. The young bucks were good, but they did have like you know the it factor. They have good personalities and a lot of charisma. I yeah. hate to say, it, but top flight has they they, they got to find the other half. Yeah, the top to flight has up. no charisma, no personalities, just good wrestling and weird haircuts. You know, <laughs> they got to come out of that phase. Look, I'm everybody sure had their generation me, okay? <laughs> I'm sure that years from now we'll be like, man, remember when these two motherfuckers looked like a couple of microphones and they had no promo in them? Yeah, they, they definitely have potential. Like, they're, they're at least off to a good start. They just got to find the other half of the equation. That'll be fine. Yeah, but it's going to be a long time from now because right now I think the Young Bucks are where it's at. You know, these guys are not, by no means over the hill. You know, this oh, is no. their division. Nice doing. They got a lot left there. in the tank. Cool. Um, as you see, though, they hit the the doomsday device. There's a little shout out to the Briscoes. Um, right before they did, Matt kissed his arm hand band, his armband. Yeah. Also, give credit to these guys for wrestling so soon after finding out the terrible news. You know. Yeah, like that. It's. I guess it's one of those things, kind of like with people who found out when Eddie died. It was just like, instead of mourning, let's make this a celebration in a sense. And, and how better to celebrate than to go out there and do what we do best. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. For some of these guys, it's almost therapeutic a little bit, yeah? Mm-hmm. The Cheeks! They are so ridiculously over. <laughs> Billy beating up his boys. Family Yo, so I saw something. <laughs> I saw something a couple of days ago that kind of made me laugh. So we um we read that clip last week of when um Max unfortunately forgot the rap, right? Right. You know what that clip unfortunately didn't show? What? Right after it, when Max goes to the back, Billy grabs the bike and goes, "You see why I only had two lines?" <laughs> <laughs> <Which is> true. <laughs> 
Yeah, Billy was horrible on the mic. That motherfucker was like, that shit was a safety precaution. How are you feeling? After our first match, uh, John took something from me. I didn't. He took my word from me when he knocked me out. This win over John Moxley, I at least have my word back. I understand that you guys are these elite level performers and athletes. What do you feel about your dynamic with John? Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I understand the nature of wrestling, right? And our first match, he... So I told him to his face, I would knock him out cold if I had to to beat him. And if he has something else to say about that, he can say that to my face, and I'd gladly do it again. Uh, where do you go from here? You said something earlier that uh, kind of reminded me of where I'd like to go. Uh, some tough conversations I'd like to have. Overly specific, uh, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Of course, yeah. Painless enough. <laughs> yeah. How is how's he actually feeling? I mean, honestly, John's essentially been hurt one way or another for the past 10 years that I've known him, but he'll dust himself back off again. If you get the chance, could you tell... Never mind. Never mind, stupid. Sorry. Thank you. You exist! Yeah, leave his wife alone. How are you going to say to her? You know? I'm glad that Renee kept it professional. you got to do the same. Right. Hager in the hat. Being accompanied by Angela Parker and Matt Menard against Ricky Starks. He likes that hat. <laughs> I love how I love how committed he is to that bit. Like, say what you want about about Hager. When he locks it on a gimmick, that motherfucker does not fail. <laughs> nah, he doesn't. I don't like that Starks pose though. It kind of pisses me off. The fuck, do you look like that for? Because he's absolute. Absolutely ridiculous in that pose. This can't fucking be real right now. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, God. Ricky Starks has been insulting us. He's been mocking us. Worst of all, he's been beating us. Next week, it's all going to end because I've requested a tag team match. I already got my hands on Action Andretti this Friday on Rampage. This is exactly what we talked about. I've trained you for this. I am so proud. Yeah. You know what? You can have my Yeah. <laughs> I got you new gear. Whether it's the Sex Gods or Garcia Co. Next week, Ricky Starks. Garcia Co. He's really forcing that portman. And that brings us to a singles match. Brian Danielson against Bandito. High level shit here. They lit Man. up Fresno, California. <laughs> oh, it's always a treat with treat getting to see Bandito. I could see why they decided to keep him. WWE tried to get him, but it was too late. You guys could have had Brian, sent Brian Danielson versus Bandito. But now we got him. And holy fuck did they deliver. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I would like Brian Danielson to be used as more than just a match guy, you know, just a good hand. Like, we really need a world title run from him. I don't know what the hell is taking so long. Shoot, at this point, I mean, if he says he doesn't want it, I mean, how, how is Tony really just going to go against what he wants? I mean, it's what the it seems like needs. that's it seems like that's almost the only possible way it's gonna happen is Tony just says like no, you're getting a world title run. It might be a slow burn though. It might be something that still happens, you know. Yeah. Probably counting on him to change his mind at some point. Like, hey, get one last one in there. 
Bandito. Oh, oh God. God. Yeah, that's dangerous. Is and both psycho now. Wow. A one, two, three. Yeah. I hear, I see, I read everything that you and all these not deserving of my position here in this company. Anything people have forgotten just exactly who the hell I am and just exactly how the hell I became your world champion. And to think after all the moments I've given you people fickle. Brian, here's what you don't seem to understand. Mass Max likes to keep things light. The more my mask is going to begin to slip off. See, you may think you're a dragon, but not even a dragon is any match for the monster behind the mask. Strong words for the American Dragon Brian Danielson, but Taz, I mean, it was just a few weeks ago. What kind of stupid, idiotic move was that to throw a kendo hey, stick hey. in the ring to no cheat for years? She saw it. She'd never do anything like that. These AEW homegrown girls. Speaking of homegrown talent, tonight. I wow, I love the way she shits on how they call them AEW homegrown girls. <laughs> the shade. Oh. The shade is real. There we go. Everybody's getting in on the slapping shit thanks to Dana. <laughs> See what you did? Tony Storm being accompanied by Soraya against Willow Nightingale. Heel turn, huh? Stay away from the stage. They turn both Tony and Soraya heel. Yeah, it's like an outsiders versus homegrown thing going now. Yeah, well, they were having problems with Hikaru Shida. Again. Once again, right. I like that idea. It's, like it's, it's a, what's cool is that it's very built in because then you can there's a lot of potential for other people they can recruit there because there's a lot of outside there's a lot of homegrown girls. Soraya shared this clip saying, "Look, look here, it's, um, Shira once again doing what we asked her not to, or something like that." I saw that. Yeah. I love how Britt Baker tweeted about uh, Tony Storm's hip attack and it was like, that movie should be banned. <laughs> here's Ruby. Her face healed nicely. in your short time here in AEW you've already garnered so much respect how do you feel after that I love wrestling Brian Danielson she's my hero I learned so much I'm now going to vote his back I don't trust MJ MJ for what does that mean it means MJ is an asshole <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guys see him come out because guess who it is? Kushida. Kushida. More New Japan crossover. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
title. And now with another. For those AEW fans, I remember. We knew he wasn't going to win the title on his first run, right? <laughs> oh, no, this was fun. This was an enjoyable one. Yeah, definitely solid. Is he all elite or is he just passing through? That's a good question. I mean, I could definitely, if he's not all elite, I could definitely see him for sure being invited back. I mean, it's Kushida. These two mesh together very well. Like, this match actually came out better than I thought it would. I already knew it was going to be good, though. That's the fun part. Look at that. Is he going to inherit permanently the Scorpion Death Drop and Scorpion Death Lock and all the other moves? He probably will. Sting won't need him when he retires. Yeah, which is going to be sometime this year, I believe, right? We'll see. I'll believe it when I see it. Right, at this point, we don't know how good he's feeling. So. Crazy. <laughs> Fucking nuts. There you go. That's why we need Catch a towel. Him. You need a towel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Darby catching it with the last supper. Mm-hmm. And once again, keeping um the cool bit of continuity with that move, Darby only uses it when he doesn't have another option. He knew he couldn't get out of the hoverboard lock, so he had one last ace in the hole. Dynamite did 969,000 viewers with a .31 in the 18 to 49 demographic, up 2,000 from last week's 967,000 with a .33 in the 18 to 49 demographic. Still under a million. But the show Jay Briscoe to be proud of. Definitely. Well, this isn't the tribute show. I'll say that about the tribute no. show. The show had nothing to do with them. I'm not giving the show credit for that because they voluntarily decided that they didn't want to be a part of it. So they don't have to. And now. True. All right. Can't wait for the real tribute show, though. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about the state of WWE a little bit. Let's do it. Because it wouldn't be a show without that. Let's see something here. Bear with me. First line of business here is Stephanie McMahon. So basically... uh. She was on Twitter and she said, busy week. Thank you, Dr. Waldrop, Andrew Sportsmed, and the Orthopedic Center staff for fixing my ankle. And to Kevin Wilk, champion Sportsm for already getting me started on rehab. And of course, to my amazing caregiver, Triple H, hashtag road to recovery. So she's having some sort of an ankle surgery done. They're fixing her ankle or whatever. Yeah, it could be an old nagging injury, maybe. Mm-hmm. But we start out light. We are hearing that uh 
Vince and Stephanie had some sort of issues, which I think at this point is pretty damn obvious, you know? Right. <laughs> it's not a secret there. They had issues working together as family members, and Nick Khan was a buffer who kept things smooth between them as well as with Vince and Triple H, is what's being reported. And yeah, I think that might be why for her abrupt, uh, that might be why, why she had had abrupt departure. I mean, I don't think she agrees with everything that's going on here. I know. And uh, SmackDown reportedly on Fox fetches the lowest ad rates of any Friday network prime show at $47,000 per minute. Morgan Stanley did an analysis for Fox on SmackDown and felt that they couldn't justify the price tag of the show. In the 2020-2021 television season, Fox paid $196.7 million on the show and ended up with $134 million in losses. In 2021-2022, uh, Fox paid $208.5 million and ended up with $145 million in losses. So we're at a point where Fox is realizing that there simply aren't enough wrestling fans to justify the kind of money that they spent on SmackDown and that the number of viewers is most likely not going to change in the next year. They estimate that it's only going to get worse and are projecting $155.6 million in losses for the 2022 to 2023 season and $166.9 million for the 2023 to 2024 season. So, uh... That's going to do something when when their contracts come up, too. You know, they're oh, going to yeah. be suffering a bit of a loss there. So uh, a publication of the Wall Street Journal basically said that market consideration related to the value of live content creates an optimal setting for an acquisition attempt. This was written by Benchmark's Mike Hickey, who believes that WWE could fetch more than 105 per share a 46% gain from the closing price on January 5th before Vince McMahon said that he wanted to return. So around $102 million would value the company at 22 times the $410.4 million in earnings before interest, taxes, um, and uh, so on and so forth. This is again if the company gets sold. But we're also hearing uh, that Comcast, NBC Universal's parent company, Netflix, Amazon, the Endeavor Group, who's UFC's parent company, Warner Brothers Discovery, who owns TNT and TBS, Disney and Fox are all being speculated as potential buyers, not just Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is not even really the top buyer. So, I mean, it's very possible it could go to Comcast, I would think. If I had to guess... I would think Comcast makes the most sense. Comcast is NBC Universal's parent company. NBC is USA Network's parent company. WWE has done business with the USA Network going back years. So to me, the obvious choice, especially now that we know Fox doesn't see the value in SmackDown anymore, would be for NBC, well, Comcast to buy the whole thing. 
which would mainly be Raw and NXT. And NXT is already on the USA Network. Raw and NXT on the USA Network. The only thing out, the odd man out, is SmackDown, which is one of the reasons why Vince McMahon wants to come back when he does. Because, again, they're trying to time this so that when the TV rights end, they'll have everything free again and be able to sell it as one package, not Fox with SmackDown, NBC slash USA with Raw, and and everything together. Right, and timing's everything with that, so Vince feels that he could get the best deal if he comes back. So it's very possible that NBC uh, Universal's parent company, Comcast, buys SmackDown, pulls it from Fox down the road, or whatever. Netflix, I don't know, that's a weird option, I think, for wrestling. They don't have much live content on Netflix unless they're just talking. They would do the on-demand. I don't know what the hell they would do with it. I mean, Amazon, to me, is the same thing. The Endeavor Group Holdings, which is UFC's parent company, that's a high possibility. That wouldn't surprise me. Warner Brothers Discovery, TNT, slash TBS, I'd be surprised. Because they already have Dynamite and Rampage and all that shit. They may not want more wrestling. At most, Tony Khan could buy it independently and merge it with what he already has. Which I wouldn't rule out. But as far as Warner Brothers Discovery, even though they're in the holdings for it, I'm not too sure. Then, of course, you have the opposite. You have Disney slash Fox. Disney could decide, look, we already have SmackDown on Fox. We're going to buy Raw and move it over to Fox, too. Because the reality is that they don't have to pay the TV rights deal if they own the fucking thing. This is one of the reasons also Vince wants to come back. If you're in Fox's shoes and you paid all that money to have SmackDown on air, you wouldn't have to pay any of it if you bought WWE. You know what I mean? Then it's no longer a loss. It's the right. thing. So these are some of the things that are happening in regards to that. Uh, according to Fightful, they were saying that the um, they said there's, there are rumors that Vince McMahon has already sent word to some departments that they're doing things wrong. Loading been back two seconds. I already like fix this shit. No, but fight, but Fightful also reached out to to Disney and Comcast, um, and both companies had employees who are who said that it would hard to believe that any company would want to retain Vince McMahon's services if they could help it. So he'd have to select <laughs> yeah, who he's gonna buy. You know, is he gonna go with best for 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 business or best for Vinceness? You know. But on the other hand, we're hearing that there's a bunch of buyers uh, that would like to keep Triple H and Stephanie. Can't blame them. Of course, nobody's speaking up about this because it's all anonymous. Uh, but they said that if they wanted to continue the company, they would keep Triple H and Stephanie as the general consensus. You know? Uh And yeah, we're also hearing uh, take some of this with a grain of salt, but uh, we're also hearing now, contrary to what was reported before, that Triple H and Stephanie are not opposed to the sale. They knew that at some point Vince's shares were an albatross, and at some point somebody had to get rid of those shares anyway, or Vince would take over. And they weren't saying that they have to sell. I believe this is from Meltzer, based on the way it's very stuttery. Um, it says uh, it's Vince who pretty much made the call because the timing and all. And that, uh, yeah, so basically, they're not opposed to a sale. It's not like they champion a sale either. 
you know so it sounds like they were more like indifferent depending on what the sale was that they were going to have uh we then heard that uh Vince McMahon was at the offices, which is where he was able to send notes to several departments suggesting changes. But the key word is suggest. And then Kevin Dunn addressed those notes from Mr. McMahon during their talent meeting prior to SmackDown. And Kevin Dunn also ensured talent that Vince McMahon's WWE return will not affect creative while fucking being there reading suggestions from the guy. But anyway. <laughs> and no suggested changes from Vince McMahon were made. So apparently they read everything he suggested and then didn't follow any of it. Or I mean, I guess that's one good sign from it. Right. If there's any good signs at all, right? At this point, you take what you can get. But then afterward, we found out that Vince McMahon brought back Brad Bloom, his chief of staff, who had been let go about a month and a half, uh, and a half ago. So he has Michelle Wilson back, George Barrios back to the board of directors, and now he has Brad Bloom, who he brought back into the company with him. So he's starting to bring back all of his people. You know? Oh, God. I know. I don't like this stress. I don't like this. Yeah, Dutch Mantel was saying that he thinks that Vince McMahon went home and uh, indulged in his favorite hobby, work, and that he was on the phone working every day talking to lawyers because he didn't like the way he had to leave. He's pissed off. And, uh, you know, this is definitely possible that he's been plotting from behind the scenes all along like Palpatine. <laughs> you know, it's not it's, just, it's not just that this is a shitty trilogy. It's that Palpatine was behind the scenes all along. Oh God! But there's also the 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 possibility. Keep in mind that if a company like like Endeavor bought the WWE Network, the owners of UFC, it's possible that you're looking at the the uh, abolishment of the WWE Network as a whole because a company like that will want to go back to the sixty dollar pay per view model. You know. At the very least, they might go back to charging for WrestleMania. I don't think that anybody that buys this company likes the fact that the pay-per-views are free. So there's a, quite a possibility, depending on who gets it, that you just go back to, to $60 pay-per-views. Just become the norm again. Oh, God. But we'll have to see. That would Just hope I don't get no crazy shit because I, I can't go back. I can't go back to Vince here. I can't do it. <laughs> hey, it might happen. Then I'm gonna cry. So once, so what we found out in the past week is that now Vince McMahon, as you know, has been re-entered into the board of directors. We explained last week technically how he managed to use his shares to hire people back to the company and then have them vote him back in. And then there was basically a big document that said on January, wow, on January 5th, Vincent K. McMahon, the controlling stockholder of World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated, the company executed and delivered a written consent to January of consent, taking certain actions by consent without a meeting 
and according to section 220 of the general compliance blah blah blah, blah certain amendments we read a lot of this before in six company should press board write an update since the mr mcmahon informed the company of his view that that there is substantial alignment among the board and management concerning the, the decision to conduct a review of strategic alternatives amid the company's upcoming media rights cycle and that the company's corporate governance will properly enable and support stockholders' rights. In light of the foregoing on January 16, 2023, Mr. Mann has the capacity as controlling stockholder of the company, executed and delivered a written consent, the January 16 consent, taking certain actions by consent without a meeting in accordance with Section 228 of the DGCL to subsequently to substantially repel the January 5th amendments as further described below item 5.05. No further approval. Okay, so this is the important part here. No further approval of the stockholders of the company is required to approve any of the actions taken by Mr. McMahon pursuant to the January 16th consent. Pursuant to rules adopted by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, under the Securities Exchange Act of 1934, as amended the Exchange Act, the company expects to file with the SEC and thereafter mail to its stockholders an information statement as required by Schedule 14C promulgated under the Exchange Act to provide stockholders with information concerning the January 5th consent and January 16th consent. The Schedule 14C will also constitute notice to stockholders in accordance with Section 228 of the DGL of the actions taken by the January 5th consent and the January 16th consent, basically meaning that uh, Vince McMahon can do it. I mean, honestly, this is literally in a very professional way saying Vince McMahon could do whatever the hell he wants from this point forward. He doesn't really have to get approval from the WWE shareholders for anything. He's the majority owner, so he doesn't need to ask anybody to do anything. Regardless of what he's going to change or not, he has basically omnipotent power in the whole company. Ugh. Oh, God. The, the Detroit Police and Fire Retirement System are seeking uh, to block Vince Man from regaining control. I think we talked about that last week. Um, they're seeking a declaration that would effectively block him from regaining control of the WWE Boards of Directors and, and pre prevent him from expediting a sale. They request that its complaint, which was filed in the Delaware Court of, of Chancery, be recognized as a class action on behalf of the other WWE stockholders. The complaint could slow the potential of, of the sale, which has an enterprise value of $8.6 billion. So much. Yo, that's a lot of fucking money and a lot of information. Good God. And by Vince, oh. by Vince removing the requirement that shareholders approve of any TV deal or company transaction, that could also prevent anyone who in the near future might have inherited his shares from also inheriting that approval power. So Vince's nearest family members, Linda, Stephanie, or Shane, would retain his enhanced voting rights due to being McMahon family members if they come into possession of his shares, but they won't. But but we won't know whether or not they they will have a succession plan. Uh, should Vince's should Vince pass away or become incapacitated? So basically, there's no guarantee that they'll inherit anything with the way that this is set up now. Because th basically, this is based on a speculation due to the fact that that filing that we just read doesn't mention any other family members or explore the possibility of inheriting Vince's shares. But we don't know no, that no, for don't. sure. We don't know how the red tape around that works for sure. We do know 
the WWE's vice president of communications, Adam Hopkins, is out of the company after 25 years, who was apparently pretty close to the Triple H camp. He served in a variety of roles. He was the fan service coordinator before he moved up to public relations coordinator, manager of media relations, senior manager of public relations and corporate communication, director of communication, senior director of public relations and corporate communications, and so on and so forth. He's also been the post-NXT takeover opener for the media conferences. So, uh... But yeah, apparently he left the company. We really don't know what that has to do with. Also, uh, a lot of the indie events that are on Peacock are set to expire. And according to Fightful, WWE will not be continuing independent content on the WWE Network or Peacock. Um, So... Evolve progress all of the indie wrestling that's on the network. It's all being taken off As a matter of fact, I see ICW released a statement they said ICW's contract with WWE has come to an end We'll be revealing the new home of ICW programming in due course in the meantime all on air programming will air on YouTube and on ICW on demand a new episode will air on YouTube every day at 5 p.m. GMT from now till Thursday 26 January ICW on demand subscribers already have access to five new episodes with four more due to air by Tuesday 24th of January our ICW fight club event on Sunday 29th of January will air live on Facebook and YouTube so yeah already these indie companies evolve progress all of that's being pulled from there and also uh stephanie findella another stephanie who served as in in the capacity of vice president of communications also has resigned from wwe so uh, a lot of people going in a lot of people coming out a lot of people coming in a lot of other people leaving Oh God! I get anxiety about this shit. Like I work there. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an anxiety-inducing situation, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, like I don't even work there, but I'm sitting here like, am I next? Like, what the? F-? And as you know, Vince McMahon had that uh, lawsuit with Rita Chatterton from years ago. Uh, a court, McMahon's attorney uh, received that letter back in November of 2022 where she demanded $11.75 million in compensation for the assault. Uh, Vince agreed to a multi-million dollar settlement. And apparently she accepted a sum lower than the original $11.75 million she was taking him to court for. But we don't know what the amount she agreed to was. But recently he did settle with her. In a, in a statement given to the Wall Street Journal, McMahon's attorney, Jerry McDevitt, reiterated that McMahon's denial of the rape allegations and, and stated that the settlement was made to avoid the cost of litigation. On the other hand, Chatterton's attorney just said no comment. Either way, he wanted to put that behind him, so he paid her off, basically. Yep. Paid it to go away. Yeah, that ain't the greatest thing. And then another resignation came, this one in the form of Devon Dudley, who was a producer for WWE, who wrote that he would like to thank Vince, Paul, Triple H, aka Triple H, Stephanie, and my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the opportunity that was given. I'm very excited to see where God brings me next. Oh, my brother, testify. 
quote-unquote, Devon Dudley is no longer the producer for WWE. Hmm. That was a sudden one. I mean, they're all sudden. Everything's changed overnight after we were told, don't worry, nothing will change. Literally everything has changed. If and then we blink, everything's different. If I could change and you could change, everybody can change. oh man so that's your wwe update for the week where they are from a corporate standpoint what are your thoughts man yo this i i already miss how happy it was when Vince first stepped down and we were like, dude, everything's great. It's all different. I don't like having this anxiety with Vince being around again. <laughs> because I'm just waiting for the week we come on here at this point and be like, yeah, guys, it's all back to normal. Vince took over and we're just like, fuck. Dude, but realistically, but you gotta look at it this way. Not to be morbid, but he is an old man. If yeah. he did come back, worst case scenario, unless he outlived his mother, you only got like 23 years left to go. <laughs> well, she, you know what I'm so angry about? She's like I love right? how until almost the very end, you had me like, yeah, it's only got a few, you know, I'm give or take like 23 years. Like, yeah, I'm going to be in my fucking 50s and be like, guys, Vince is finally gone. Those McMahons, man. They live. Motherfuckers live forever. There should have been a WWE hard to kill instead of an Impact Wrestling. Oh my God. <laughs> Those McMahons. Like, I, like, if it would just be just come back, sell the company, but everything that's cool still stay the same, I'd be perfectly fine. But so much has already happened to where I'm like, oh, dude, it doesn't look like we're going down that route. Well, let's pray that we do. I think it's impossible <laughs> to stay the same and be sold. So no matter what, there are going to be changes. Matt Riddle made his first public appearance over the weekend. Yep. Yeah, they went to the X-Biz Awards. Basically, it's an adult film award ceremony. Porno. Misha Montana was there with him. Here's a picture of the happy couple. Isn't that nice? He marries a porn star. I mean, I can't blame the guy. Hey, good on you, man. Never have to teach you how to do anything. I guess, you know. Um, But if you look a little bit closer. Right? You see it? I see it. Dun, dun, dun. She has tattoos. No, I'm kidding. Oh, have it's a going that damn okay. Yeah, man. I ain't doing anything. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> you live your best life, homie. Right. Oh, they're a cute couple. Mm hmm. That one chick, that one chick we played a video of that one time, probably still mad, but hey. 
Simultaneous love. You stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but you. it's good to see. Thank it's you. all honestly all jokes. Are. It's good to see him doing okay though. Mm-hmm. It's good to see he just kind of kept to himself and just took, just like, done, made the best of the time he's been gone. So. Oh yeah, I'm sure they don't think he made the best of it. <laughs> but he clearly did. Here's a clip to watch. No build up there. I'm happy you like it. We're vibing. We're gonna add we someone else that's vibing. Yes. Happy positive vibes. Hey, I'll, I'll catch up. We gotta run the bathroom. I'll okay. be right behind you, all right? <laughs> Yo, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Yo, I, <laughs> I was not prepared for that. <laughs> I love Yo, that. Sc- <laughs> <laughs> when you stepped on those Lego, because those damn kids will pick up after. <laughs> Oh man! So maybe oh, we're gonna get we're gonna God. go back to broken, Matt. Yes, yes, yes. Yo, that's that. Yeah, that genuinely scared the shit out of me because it was cut so fucking awkwardly. It cut so quick. That there was. That's why I just didn't give it any setup. It was like, what? Can you really <laughs> there he is. Good for you, man. Glad you found you your You one more time. That was fucking nuts. Like, what the fast that shit just switches? <laughs> That's so corny. Dude, it's like... <laughs> Yo, fucking Bewitched had better special effects. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man, I gotta love Matt. Oh my god. That startled the shit out of me. Like, I was so not prepared for that. Who really ever is prepared for that, you know? There was no hint yeah. of that. There was no setup for that at all. God. I just love how you can go delete, delete nothing. I was just ah! Oh, wait, wait. Gotta stop the music. Oh, no. Do you hear that? You don't hear that? Yeah. Yeah. I got a flow. You got a what? I got a flow. Yeah. Flow, so let it go. Yeah. Wait, do I gotta do it right? Yeah! <laughs> I didn't know where the fuck you were going. I, I legit started listening like, what the fuck am I supposed to be here? Oh. 
I love how it sounded like you meant to come up with like a setup for this ahead of time and just couldn't do it. So Hogan, how can I word it? So Hogan was seen as a Tampa See, what, what bothers me, first of all, is the fact that you have like in the courtroom Hogan up here. So that frightens me. That's just a shot. Okay. Okay. How do I lead it? You know what? I'm just going to empty the bag for you it looks like Hogan <laughs> might might have become a Scientologist like Tom Cruise are you fucking kidding me <laughs> it says he was seen at a Tampa Bay Buccaneers game Monday night with Tom Cruise <laughs> first of all oh, no, I didn't re- realize that part and uh apparently he's also been dating a Scientologist oh what? shit and he's doing photo ops with other Scientologists at the Scientology business and Scientology controlled properties. Of oh, Scientology. Wow. You think he'll make a good Scientologist? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know enough about them motherfuckers to know if he'd be great. Are they racist? If they, do, they, do they hate black people? Oh, hell if I know. Weird, right? Huh. Only thing I know about them is Tom Cruise gets shit for being one of them. That's all I know. Yeah. I mean, we know a lot of Scientologists. You just don't realize you know them. There's, there's Tom Cruise. There's that girl from uh, King of the Hill, the wife. She was he was a former Scientologist. There's Chef. You know? Right. <laughs> A.K.A. Isaac Hayes. Fuck it, Chef, man. <laughs> Hello, children. Hello, children. Hulk Hogan. Can you imagine Hulk Hogan? Can't wait to WrestleMania when Scientology runs wild, brother, brother. You can no longer say, say your prayers, right? What, what will they say? Devote to your cult? <laughs> Drink your vitamins. Yes. <laughs> Devote to your cult. Dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, just being seen with Tom Cruise doesn't make you a Scientologist, does it? I mean, dating one at the same time you're being seen with Tom Cruise definitely puts a puts you in a bad yeah. spot. Yeah. Come on, Hogan, you just got over the black people thing. You know what I mean? What the fuck you mean just? <laughs> I mean, it has been a while, but you know what I mean. Like, can you really afford at his age to have another thing that for people to hate him for? Like, come on, dude! You just—oh, <laughs> don't give a shit. You just point. forgot that that you did the black people thing, you know? No, we forgot. We the old motherfucker ain't got nothing else to remember. Or like, bro, really? Anyway, Hogan. Good luck. I'm sure this won't be the last time we speak of you on here in recent times. If you are a Scientologist now. All right, well, well, is going to be a regular thing again. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I might have to make it sound more religious. Oh, God. I've got the flu. He's got the flu. He's got the flu. <laughs> so let it go. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> Did we just make the thing? That'd be great. Okay. It's all good. 
until WWE2K23 is going to be coming out. Obviously, I mean, in 2023, we are here. It'll we be revealed. Here. We're basically hearing that it'll be revealed on January 28th, and the game will be released on March 17th. Wow, we're under a couple of months away from. It. I hardly played the last one. Yeah. Good God. And this looks like it's the cover, which I hope not. It wouldn't make sense. Why would that be the cover? Cena's been on the cover of like eight of these fucking games. I'm sick of them using people who aren't there. Of course, I don't see nothing. You ain't shit. <laughs> I see what you did there. You don't see it's anything. Stupid. You stupid. I thought you were better than that quest. <laughs> you can't see him? <laughs> oh, oh god hey man a black cover that'd be something different right no but yeah it looks like uh rumble will get to see uh who's actually on the cover i thought that this was who's actually on the cover this is a leak from what i've been hearing but i don't buy that this is a real thing there's one person rumored to be on the cover and his name is john cena <laughs> <laughs> craziness yeah that would really disappoint <sighs> me you could put anyone put Rollins back on there see I well, one thing I've been hearing um I heard a little bit here they could like they're talking about who's gonna get a, a showcase this mode I heard a little bit that edge might be getting a showcase this year I mean would we I mean an edge showcase could be cool you get to yeah an edge showcase would be different you get to tag team with Mick Foley and Hulk Hogan and Christian and Randy Orton. And Chris Jericho for like a week. And Chris Jericho. And you get to you get to fuck get Matt to Hardy's fuck girlfriend. Vicky. You get to fuck Vicky and Matt Hardy's and Matt Hardy's girlfriend. <laughs> and you get to make out with Leisha Fox. The day before you Wow, there's so many amazing edge moments that we could have. We could be Sexton Hardcastle. No. <laughs> I like it. I hope you're right. That'd be great to be Edge. That'd be a great one. Like, there's a few people I've been wanting to have get a showcase. Like, it's Edge, Taker, Triple H. Is like three I can think off the top of my, on my, top of my head. That would be great showcases. Well, here's hoping. I might try to run the other one a few times before, before the next one comes out. Jeez, I don't get my money's worth out of these games. Tell you, man, get these hands, bro. No, I'm kidding. Get these games. <laughs> that would be fun, though, a 2K22 stream. Like, get the boys together and just start kicking the shit out of each other. It'd be fantastic. Here's a Darby Allen clip. Boy, does that seem like fun. No, it doesn't. What do you think, Tony? <laughs> Even Tony Hawk's like, what the... <laughs> You know what's bad though? What? That's the safest thing I've seen Dari ever do. Oh, got that shit. Got it. Yay! That's up. Oh look, Tony's moving without the cane. <laughs> I 
I want to see it again just for Tony's reaction. Boy, does that seem <laughs> What do you think, Tony? Toby's like, motherfucker, I hit a 900, but this is nothing. He needs to. They need to stop. They need to stop this kid, really. A little too much, you know what I mean? They're, I get that that's who will. he is, but they need to slow him the fuck down. If Tony was going to slow him down, he'd have slowed him down two years ago. Okay? <laughs> Like t Tony, Tony missed the mark on any opportunity to slow Darby Allen down. In another story, NXT women division member Amari Miller revealed in a recent TikTok post that she attempted to end her life. Yep, last week. And uh, I guess this is the video of that. If your suicide attempt would have worked, how long has it been since we would have lost you? If your suicide attempt would have worked, how long has it been since we would have lost you? Okay, I guess that's where she missed it. It's, been, it's such a weird... Is that a thing that people have on the internet? That they a thing that tells you if your suicide attempt worked, how long would it have been since we would have lost you and people answer? Like, how does this? What is this? TikTok is a weird place. <laughs> I see some shit out there. <laughs> is this? But it seems like like that voice seems like it's something designed for multiple people to answer that question. You know what I mean? Is that what? Well, what it is? Like, I think it's one of the things where like whatever you type in, like the thing will say it for you basically. That's something very personal to share. Yeah. You would amazed at some of the stuff people share on there. Yeah, well, I hope she powered through whatever was going through with her, you know? Oh, yeah. The most I could say, I wouldn't be one of those people that would tell you guys, uh, you know, that the world's beautiful and that the world is a horrible, shitty, unfair, ruthless place. And the way to say fuck you back is to keep going. Yeah. Keep moving forward. I'm not going to try to sit here and tell you what other people say, but you could find so much good and no. I looked. I just aged another year today, and trust me, I fucking looked. I don't see it. Will you find, <laughs> you know, will you find good in certain things? Sure. You know, will you find good in a lot of things? Probably not. More often than not, no. And if you go through life thinking that that's waiting for that to happen, then you are going to want to end it. You know? Make peace with the fact that the world is not a very nice place, but you can surround yourself with some nice people. Exactly. Make sure that they don't squeeze the bottom of your french fries when you go to McDonald's. So that you get the most. I love how available. you managed to come back to that shit again. You know what I mean? But even when you have the most fries in the container, you have to understand that they're still fucking bad for you. Ugh. That's all I got. I can't believe you came back to the McDonald's squeezing the ball in the front. You know, you got to look at these fries not as half empty or half full, but just think that there's some motherfucker back there that they're paying to squeeze the bottom. And you look out and you tell that guy to fuck off. <laughs> there's a metaphor. So one time squeezing bottoms don't work out well for you.
All right. Well, let's fucking talk about Raw, right? Yeah. There's a brand to talk about. Raw came to us from Cincinnati, Ohio, from the Heritage Bank Center. First match being Mustafa Ali against Sola Sokoa. You better look out, Sola. Well, well, first you get an in-ring promo from the Bloodline and Judgment Day. You're gonna learn. Really big plan there, Raw 30. Is that the Judgment Day? Runs Monday Night Raw. We're running straight for you, Bloodline. Raw tag team titles coming permanently back. You smell that, mommy? I smell it, dum dum. Jay, you scared? You better check the track record around here. Hey, this right here is 546 days. Street champion back there, just standing around doing nothing. Ooh, big man to big man. You stupid. Ali from out of nowhere. He wants to be in a feud so badly that he just flies at other people Yo. who are feuding. You notice that? Whenever Ali sees two people feuding, he always jumps at one of them from the back down. Ali wants and to feud so badly. The fucking air. Yo, when's this motherfucker's birthday so somebody could get him a feud already? He wants somebody to feud with so... Remember when it was poor Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley was trying to feud with Austin Theory. And every now and then Mustafa from the background would come flying in. And Bobby Lashley would have to pull him off of him like a fucking raccoon. And throw him over the barricade. Like, get out of there! Yeah, this is a receipt. You guys left Kevin Owens in a stoop of his own Kevin Owens. His revenge. I've been looking for you. Yeah, you should have known. If he could come to SmackDown, you come to... Even though it doesn't make any sense, the only reason the Usos can move freely is because they have both titles. But I guess he doesn't care. That's why Pierce will come out, right? Stunner party! Stun everybody. Pierce will like happy. He don't give a shit. Look at that. Just beaming chairs at people. That doesn't change a damn thing. Make it elimination style. That just means five superstars tapping out to the hurt lock. These are just extra victims. Your title reign has an expiration date. I'm coming for my United States title. Harry, this time, I'm going to put you away for good. Lastly, we'll join five other superstars with the winner challenging theory. Celebrate Raw's 30th anniversary. Next week, it's Raw Triple X. Hello, ladies. And, and Cody Rhodes shows up at the Rumble. Can you elaborate on your intentions for the Royal Rumble match? My brother's career explode and then fizzle out far too soon. I lost my best friend and I lost to the bloodline. It's, it's been a rough. But it's time to right some wrongs. And when I get into the Royal Rumble match, a vengeance tour begins. Elias, let me save you some trouble. Do not. Go in there bothering Mr. Pierce. 2023 Royal Rumble. Because the winner is a done deal. You? I mean, you haven't been relevant in the ring in years, let alone the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I love how freaking candid he was. You know what we call that in the music biz? A tuna. 
Damn. It's tag team action, and it's coming your way next. These gentlemen would love some tag team gold. The Street Profits! And the Solo Cups. I'm a big fan of Angelo Dawkins. With the I fill you up. And look, it's the it's part of the Herbit. They're trying to keep that shit together so badly. They are <laughs> these two are X Pac and Roll Dog in it up, boy. They are fighting. They are fighting to keep this shit alive. You know they are Roll Dog in it up. I gotta keep my gimmick, please. Great match, though. You know these guys can still go. Oh, it has. MVP's coming out for everybody. You notice that? He's messing with Bobby Lashley. He's messing with Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. He's, uh, he's hanging out with Omas. You know? Like, he is celebrating Martin Luther King Day all week. Our day. <laughs> <laughs> If he could, he would take it's he would, MLK He would take the Street Profits too if he could. He wants his own nation. You know, I've literally heard somebody say that's that's what the end game is gonna be like a super hurt business. I was just kidding, I hope you're wrong. Title match against the Shush please. When I heard you clowns back here talking about how you ran through the raw I have a question. No one's been able to answer. I was hoping maybe you could. Why? Why is uh the Judgment Day fighting nothing but heels now? Like, what? Did I miss something? I don't even fucking know. Think about it. They've been fighting nothing but heels. They were defending Raw against the Usos last week and this week. Like, what the hell is this? I guess getting closer to the tag titles eventually they're gonna run into them. I guess. Right, but why are they? Why are, I just don't understand how come they have them fighting here? Like, are they turning babyface? I, I don't even know anymore. Weird. Last week, you should have been medically disqualified. But yep. no worries, get our redemption tonight. Take back the win, you thugs stole from us last week. Before you make me do something that I will not regret. You better listen to mommy. Dom, it's no wonder you ended up on the wrong side of the criminal justice system. Next time you're in prison, why don't you uh, sign up for one of Alpha Academy's online courses, huh? You don't even want to know what they would do to guys like you. The games are over. I'm sick of it. Why don't you guys take a walk or you won't make it to the ring tonight? Otis hasn't got his steps in yet today. That's that's a good idea, all right? We'll see you out there. Thank you. Yeah, you're too good for that, man. You're going to mess with ex-cons? You guys will rip you up, chew you up, and spit you out. And then feed you the bubba. The man is in the crowd. Looking good, too. Doesn't look like an asshole. <laughs> Looks regular again. I'm happy. Looks like a main eventer. This just sounds like a bitter reaction that you lost to me and uh, still standing there without any friends. <laughs> we all think you're a sour face cheating dope that peaked in 2015. I was robbed. Yo, right? I was robbed by you. said they turned Dom into gangsta delicious. Should have been mine. <laughs> no! It's Bianca's fault. It's my fault. It's your fault. 
Don't even bother chanting her name. You know what, Becky? You became the man is because you were punched in the face by another woman. Or you'll have no problem facing me one-on-one -on -one next week in a steel cage match. No problem. He said, no problem, you idiot. Becky Lynch inside a steel cage. Good luck again in the main event. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 don't pay attention to me. You know, the guy you screwed over for the U.S. title? A guy that gets opportunity after opportunity literally handed to him. You should know better than anyone else. No one gets anything handed to them around here. So from one professional to another, I don't have time. You see, fucking... I'm gonna fight somebody, damn it. Yo, you know what Ali needs to do? He needs to go on the app. And do like a pipe bomb. Mustafa Ali oh pipe God. bomb on the app, right? Dolph could teach him. It'll be less impressive than Dolph's. See, that's what happens when you don't have any pull around here. You get left out of the loop. Back on Monday Night Raw. Look at that. Omas. It, I hope you're joking about a super her business, man. It but wouldn't you know put what? It, it would, it, I wouldn't put it past him. Dude, to be honest, I can't think of anything else I would do that would be a better idea than a super hurt business. Like, from what I've been hearing, it might if, if this goes the way it's going to be the hurt business that we had before, but adding the Street Profits and Omos. I would just add Omos. The I, I, the I would just add for? Street Profits. I, like, I don't know if Omos is... Quite where he needs to be to have that little status later. It would be a weird mix because on one hand you have these brothers who all had, they've had it with being held down by the system. And they've had it with not getting opportunities. And you have the two happy black guys who win all the titles all the time and always in the main <laughs> event and are drinking solo cuff, motherfucker. We have nothing. Like, why would they be bad? Who's, who's better? Trying the profits have never been healed, so that's the only thing I can logically see. Like, who, trying like, that out. like, who's better treated than the street profits? What the fuck would they be mad about? It's called the hurt business, not the happy business. They have everything going for them. <laughs> it would be the weirdest fucking heel turn in the world when you really think about it. You got Angelo Dawkins who came back looking like if he powered up. You know, like he learned how to go. <laughs> he learned how to go from Super Dawkins straight up to Super Saiyan Two Dawkins. You know, so he no longer has the extra bulk. So Cell can't kick the shit out of him anymore. And then you got the other guy who's, <laughs> who's basically married to Bianca Belair and he's constantly winning title. Like, there's no reason for it to be her business. Oh, God. You know? And they need to add somebody like Ad Elias. There you go. The way we have Sami Zayn in the well. <laughs> we have Sami Zayn in the bloodline, we can have Elias in the hurt business. <laughs> Elias is not a Sammy. Okay, I'm motherfucker still acknowledging Ezekiel. No. <laughs> Poor Elias. Poor Elias. Ah, you guitar. Poor Elias. Could be Omas will be the Adam Pierce. And could you give us a taste 
of what's in store for Raw 30. Listen, we're dotting the I's and we're crossing the T's, but I can promise you Raw 30 is going to be unforgettable. Six of the top superstars of Monday Night Raw all vying to compete for an opportunity at that United States Championship. Byron, that's big. That is really Enough! big. I will tell you what's bigger. The Royal Rumble! And I want in. There you go. Tozawa could be in it. I will show you that I deserve to be in the Rumble. No, you deserve to be in the Hurt Business, Tozawa. And if you win, that goes a long way to helping your case. Fair? You have, like, the same shit in common with them more than anybody else. I was expecting Ali to jump out at some point. Right to fight him, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I love how this looks, right? How cool is this intro? Like, the whole thing. Like, the way they come out. And they appear at the top of the ramp, the color and the lighting that they use of them. Like, this is fucking cool, man. Their, their attire, that thing that appears, that medieval shit with the swords. Like, wow. They have fucking altar birds doing the song. Like, everything Everything's fits. really cool about that, right? I, like, I really like all four of their attires, though. Like, those are dope. Yo, Dom has been unbelievable as a heel. Mysterio. It's so funny that they're fighting heels now, you know? I can see them maybe slowly starting to switch them just because the crowd started to warm up to them a lot. It'll be like NWO or DX, you know? I guess they'll just have to be faces. Like, originally, they just, originally they just gravitate them to the way the crowd's going. This is so much better. I'm, dude, I'm, I can't even. It's so obviously better than when Vince was booking this shit, man. Dude, you see why I have such bad anxiety now? Like, look at this. Good hot tag there. And for the first time in a long time, I feel like the crowd is invested, you know? Oh, you're right. Ali they and the are locked in. King Quest is right. Ali and the Herb business. Perfect. Plus, he knows um, Cedric and him are really close, right? There you go. And Put I mean, Ali hey, somebody's got to take the pin in matches. Haha, <laughs> Dominic beat you. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, we're going to jump up ahead because next you get a singles match. EO Sky being accompanied by Dakota Kai against Mia Yim being accompanied by Candice LeRae. Oh, this was fun. Yeah, they really don't give a shit about EO on, on the main roster, huh? EO on the main roster is nothing like EO on any other roster in Japan or NXT or anywhere else. This EO is nerfed to all hell. I mean, it could be worse. She could be Xylee. I don't know if it could be worse, to be honest with you, dude. Every time I see Io, she gets fucked up. How much worse could it be? She could be Xylee. Someone who was, like, unstoppable always loses. Yes, Bianca's here. Finally there. 30-man Royal Rumble coming up. Let's skip the intro. Now, I know it's only been, but I have missed y'all so, so, so much. This job that I absolutely love, it's just not possible without risk. Even if I end up with this scar on my face after what Alexa did to me. So, Alexa, come out here and actually say it to my face. Has the required amount of guts. 
You fear me because you don't know what to expect from me. Do you want to face me for the Raw Women's Championship at Royal Rumble? What's the catch? You're the one that wanted to be in control, so... I'll see you at Rumble. Oh, it's about to pop off! Into the crowd they go! Bliss, maybe a bit of a... To stop it before... You almost died. Oh no, dear God. You saw that? That's scary. Like that is brutal. Oh, that would have sucked all kinds of ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would have sucked so bad. Like she's free. Oh no, dear God! Look, it's Uncle Howdy. Here on Monday Night Raw, Akira Tozawa, Bronson. Oh, Depot baby finna die. It's not just that he, you know, like Tozawa looks really good in this. Like, I thought he looked excellent in this match, but he gets beat so bad. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, he gets beat. It was beat. a valiant effort into a vicious ass whooping. Like, he gets beat. Like, they let that poor guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a few things that haven't even come up that are, like, really brutal. See, his stuff, he gets his shit in. That was crazy. Yo, <laughs> Him like it was nothing. Whoopsie oh, oh. oh, daisy. <laughs> this. It's, yo, the way, the way his yo. body. <laughs> I love how, how little did, of that I don't even was understand. Selling. I don't even understand. You know. <laughs> what the fuck? That motherfucker just hurled his body through the air. Like his body just didn't even look real. Like, that is so Poor crazy, Tazawa. man. Poor Tazawa just had to sit there and take it. Like, he just fucked him up so badly, man. This this oh, has whipping stayed in my God. memory because of because of this. Like, the like when he does the dive right here. From this point on, it all went downhill. Oh, God. I just want to kill me. He's like, it doesn't even look real. Like, it's like, that's terrible, man. I feel so bad because I like Tazawa. Oh, God. Oh, God. Going to the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. We need you. We need you. We need you. Are you in? And I said, Hey, 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 hey. New plan in. Are you ready? Are you ready? WrestleMania, where I kick Roman Reigns' ass like only I can. I want it all, and I want it now. Our six-way elimination. <laughs> Rick and Rollins. Jump ahead. Of Austin Theory. WWE United States title number one contender six-way elimination match. Bobby Lashley, The Miz, Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, Finn Balor, Baron Corbin, and of course, at ringside, JBL. <sighs> Yo, The Miz, don't ask me what happened to The Miz, but The Miz somehow was the most non-factor I've ever seen him be in a wrestling show in years. He wasn't really in the show. He wasn't a part of the show. He just kind of shows up here with no promo, no lines, no personality, and he's the first one to get jobbed out. I don't know what happened there. Like, he's dead here. Bye. No more Miz. He was just there to take the job. Now it's five left. 
That was kind of weird. Like, what was that shit about, right? Rollins over here spitting on people. Double suicide. Ziggler with the splash. No more Ziggler. Second irrelevant. It's almost like it goes in the order you would expect. It's the, it kind of annoyed me. I mean, hey, they were realistic. Miz has been doing nothing but playing with Loomis, so there's no way in hell he's going to be relevant in this match. Ziggler's here, so. <laughs> yeah, this is an excellent match. Stacey said WWE starting to look like the Harry, last Harry Potter movie, and Vince is Voldemort and Triple H is Harry trying to keep him from taking over Hogwarts. Yes. Team Harry. <laughs> Ah, theory. You see, but Omos is out there thanks to MVP to help Bobby Lashley win. See what I mean? How weird that yep. is. MVP came out to help Bobby Lashley with Omos. And Bobby Lashley winds up winning. Yep, trying to get the old band back together. Yeah, man. That is pretty crazy. It looks like we are going to get some sort of a, of a hurt business or something, you know? Exactly. Ridiculous. Bobby Lashley, you have an extra reason to celebrate at Raw 30 next week. You have United States Championship match coming up against Austin Theory. How are you feeling after that six-pack challenge? I feel great. We're on the road to WrestleMania, so everything's important right now. And I tell you what, I don't think that match is going to be easy by any means. Road to WrestleMania starts at the Royal Rumble, Bobby. A lot of differences in the United Literally. States champion, current United States champion, Austin Theory. He looks incredible right now. The kid is... I only started getting as a group and he's trying to like fuck it same week close enough be very interesting next week I'm looking forward to it but like I said before we're on the road to WrestleMania so this is no you're not cream rises to the top so I think I'm in a good position right now to really prove my worth and improve my value so I think next week going in there and having a hard-fought match and coming out victorious winning United States Championship and then walking on to WrestleMania to do some big things. I'm very excited. Yeah, well, you got momentum on your side uh, ever since that suspension. We don't talk about that okay. anymore because yeah. a little bit of aggression. I got I got sent home for a little bit of aggression, but that's what we're here for. I'm never going to change that. So if I'm going to get suspended for a little bit of aggression, I think I'm going to get suspended every week because that's all I know. And that's all I'm about. The almighty doesn't play when he gets in that ring. So it's a big season right now. Can't wait to see that aggression next week. Thank you. Well, Theory, after witnessing him overcome a slew of former champions, you now know who you will be defending your United States Championship against next week at Raw 30. And that man is the almighty Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley went out there in the main event of Monday Night Raw tonight and he defeated five, five former United States champions. That is impressive. And Bobby's track record is impressive, but starts getting a little weird when we get around the suspension because that shows that Bobby has things that he can't control. For example, his jealousy of me. That's what it is. That's what all of this is. I've already beaten Bobby Lashley and Seth freaking Rollins at the same time, but everybody already knows that because that's where they realized that we were in the now. 
But that's fine because next week I am going to defend this United States Championship on my show, my Monday Night Raw. And the champ will be here. And Bobby Lashley, well, he can enjoy all that he wants, but he is the past. And next week I will permanently, permanently put him in the past. It's the road to WrestleMania, and it starts at the Royal Rumble. Like, I don't know how he could have never heard that phrase before. I'm telling you, he was just like, fuck it. It's a few days early. No, it counts. It's a few days early. <laughs> it ain't even this week. The whole reason the road to WrestleMania starts at the Royal Rumble is because, obviously, the winner of the Royal Rumble goes to WrestleMania. We can't have a road if we don't know who's going to WrestleMania, now can we? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the, whole, that's the whole point of the Rumble. None of you are on a road till you make to win that fucking match. <laughs> it's hilarious, though. Oh, man. I am here with the Judgment Day, who were victorious earlier on tonight against the Alpha Academy, and now it's full speed ahead. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, next week, Raw 30 and a Raw Tag Team Championship. Yeah, match. they didn't even put up the sign to point up it yet, right, Quest? Exactly. My Latino Heat once again got the one. Ah, she called him Latino Heat. Ex Condom got it done for the Judgment Day. And that's all I got to say. <laughs> X-Condom! I heard about this nickname, but I didn't I, think it was what? real. X-Condom! <laughs> oh, oh, book it. That's better than, than, than Big Body Javi. Oh, my God. That actually makes sense, because at least he was in person. Undisputed no more, as the Raw tag titles stay permanently on Monday nights with the Judgment Day. Because as usual... We will rise, and everyone else will fall. <laughs> Let's go celebrate. Byron, you can't go. No. Ah. Byron's a for real hurt, too. That's a... <laughs> oh, God. Raw did 1,489,000 viewers with a point forty-two in the 18 to 49 demographic, a little down from the 1,693,000 and the point forty-nine from the previous week. Still doing good. Good numbers. Mm-hmm. I know we haven't spoken much NXT, but like the one important thing that happened, Tyler Bate fights big body Javi. <laughs> If Tyler Bate returns to NXT, um, basically the behind-the-scenes stuff that's been going on, guys like him, uh, Dewdrop, other people have been having uh, visa issues. So that's why a lot of them have been gone. So. Well, he got let go because of some... some. Uh... No, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. It was visa. Yeah, it, it was because the of the closing. that kept him away. But it was the closing of the UK branch as well. He wouldn't have visa issues if he had a job. You can't have visa issues if you have a job. You know what I mean? Well, so I mean, they, when, once they did that little Worlds Collide thing, that was them bringing everybody over to NXT. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that he's back now. Oh, that is very have. cool. Yeah, definitely. And that is a wrap. Woo! Pretty much done with everything. Thank you to everybody for hanging out.
It has been a solid one. Very cool. Don't forget, on this channel, we do other things. What those other things are, I would recommend tuning in, following, turning your notifications on in order to find out. But well, we run a variety of content on this channel, continue to do so in our co-streams with my wife and I, as well as having the rest of our community jump into the calls and all of that. We have some new games to play, some old games to play, some stuff to follow. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media. We have our Twitter page still, mine at Rick Daraman, at TalkBrunch. We have our Facebook page, TalkBrunch.com slash... Or Facebook.com slash TalkBrunch. And of course, TalkBrunch.com, where you can get all of the different links to everything going on. As for wrestling, we'll be talking about this next week. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to TalkBrunch Live, episode 558, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host, Destin Soglow Frazier, we're out of here. Keep your people close. Tell your loved ones you love them. And reach for the skies. Happy wrestling, everybody. Love you, Jay. Shut it down.